Pat Project family, how's it going? Now, a lot of you guys are lifters, athletes. You're serious about the gym, and we are too. And that's why we've been using Slingshot products for years, all right? You have the original Slingshot, obviously the glittery pink hip circle, which is my <laughs> personal favorite. But if you don't like that, then you have the normal hip circle that's used to warm up the hips. But on the website, they have tons of equipment, knee sleeves, elbow sleeves, the gangster wraps right there. So you need to go check them out. And Andrew, can you tell them more about it? Yes, that's over at markbellslingshot.com. And at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT10 to save 10% off your entire order. Uh, links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Going like this. Like that's when I lift now, all I think about is mm. my feet. Like Screwing your feet into the floor. I've always thought about screwing my feet in, but I would think more knees. Yeah, we're rolling now. Yeah. Like I would, I, I, would, uh, I would think more knees when I would... Uh, mm. When I would squat, you know, knees out, knees out. But now it's like you're not connected from your knees to the ground. Your toes are connected, you know. Right, your feet. Your feet. So now I think when I squat or deadlift, I'm thinking about, you know, grabbing the ground with my feet, not like the the cue of push your knees out because then people go too far out, you know. So, yeah, that's like a big thing, the feet. You got pretty uh, strong, like pretty quickly. And um, like – is it like annoying now that you have to like pay attention because there's other shit to pay attention to once you start like you start to lift a lot that's one thing uh you start to lift a lot more than you ever lifted before that's another thing you start lifting like more or around the amount that other people in the history of time have done (laughs) and it just starts to be different territory right yeah for sure just different territory it's um i would say like um like not like you get kind of discouraged because you said I was strong like really strong like when I was younger like I got strong fast so I was like oh by the time I'm 25 I'm gonna be <laughs> the world's strongest in the world like you know no one's gonna be touching I me I'm calculated I'll calculated you know I, I I'm benching this so by the time I'm bench 25 I'll be benching 500 like you know you just think it's so much easier but it's like they say the everyone's a uh, you know way to success is like different it's like this mm. you know everyone has their own little way so. It's like they, I think uh, that guy Nipsey Hussle would say, like, you just can't give up, you know? We're all, like, everyone's got their own little path, but, like, you just can't give up. Sometimes some people, it comes easier, some people don't. Nipsey Hussle's dead, though, right? Didn't yeah, R.I.P., man. Yeah, man. God, man. <laughs> Horrible, bro. <laughs> Horrible. By one of his own homies. I, I think that sometimes I'm thinking of, like, different people's quotes, and I'm like, but that guy is dead. <laughs> like, Hey, he had yeah, a big man. effect on the community, though. Huge. For sure. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Uh, before we continue, man. Let's take. This. Oh yeah, let's take the mind mm. bullet. Let's, let's chug so this how, baby down. Just, oh, is this like a shot? Mm-hmm. Just like, yeah. just like a shot. Shake it up. You got some watermelon monster down there to wash there it down. Go, yeah, you'll need go. a chaser with that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's go. Salud right here. Salud. Salud. <laughs> down the old hatch, as they say. So bad. Nice. I'm about to do it. Oh, oh damn! Nailed it. A swish. I don't even want to try. It. Was, I'm gonna miss. Ah, this is a good day. You, you could tell Ooh. that that happens once out of every hundred shots. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. That's true. I never so make it. Celebrated like it never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh. So, dude, why the fuck are your traps so big? Um, your traps in your neck. I don't even train my traps. He's built or like my a wrestler. <laughs> yeah, I right? legit. Um, yeah. Well, you said you did some wrestling, right? I did wrestling in high school, but they make you do like neck bridges. It's not like you're like lifting like weights with your neck. Right. It's. I would say like. That's how you know someone lifts heavy, dog. Mm. When you when you when you can see someone trapped up. When I, I go to expos, I see someone like <laughs> trapped up, got big. So I'm like, you bench a lot. Like that's the first thing I say when I see someone like <laughs> traps and big front delts. I'm like, yeah, you you you're a bencher, you know. But just from the heavy lifting, like I legit, like truthfully, do not train my traps. Um, I stopped training them like 
when I was like in high school, I remember I'd be doing like freaking 500 pounds on like straight barbell rows. I did a lot of bodybuilding training, you know, in high school and I was still doing powerlifting. So remember we were talking about the comp- competition I did when I was 17? Chad Smith told me, do not do any other training. I want you to just do this training. Whatever people tell you, don't listen to them. Just do that. I'm like, okay. Yeah, like right. So, yeah, yeah. Sounds like Chad. Um, yeah, right, man. I was just hungry. I wanted to, I was, you know, the more the better for me. And so I would do powerlifting training from, this was during summer. So uh, my football practice, I remember they changed it, like made us practice in the afternoon. So I did powerlifting in the morning from like 8 to 12, then went to football from like like to 1 to like, I don't know, like 6 or 7 because it's like during the summer. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do bodybuilding training at like 8 to 11. And I did that for eight weeks consistently. And like I said, I did great my first meet. But like I tried doing that like later after, like when I was older. No way. I, I went to the gym to, for the second time. I'd Let me warm up my elbows. I'd be like, oh, like just aching pain on like my elbows and stuff like that. So I couldn't do it. But yeah, the just the I remember I was doing the shrugs and I would get like a burning sensation in my like neck mm. and my neck's always tight. And I'm like, man, I, and I never wanted to look like this. I hate when you see people and you, I, I'll, I'll, you know, you know what happens? Like I'll, I'll go by the car, my, my car and I'll look to the right. I'll be like, damn, I look like I got no neck. Like I need to put my shoulders down. Like I hate looking like this, <laughs> like that, you know, I always want to kind of look like an athlete, like legit. I always kind of want to look like an athlete. You don't want to look like um, my football coaches always be like the most strongest dude in the gym is normally the worst athlete. That's what they would always say. And, like, it kind of is. There's a lot of dumb people that, like, are just meatheads that, you know, they just lift weights. But I was smart. I know how to move around the football field. I got, you know, MVP for my my senior year, stuff like that. And I was always the strongest and stuff like that. It always felt good to be – I was the strongest in this, my city, and I was the slightest. Mm, I was go. beating all the biggest the biggest people, the super heavyweights, all that. And they, they hated me. Man, this little kid. What were your numbers in that first meet? Because it was kind of ridiculous, but you were letting us know in the gym. Um, yeah, it was a 565 squat at 165. Mm-hmm. What? Um, with rat classic raw. And then um, the bench was, like I said, I think I did 320 in my second attempt. And then uh, my deadlift was 500. And this is at 17 <coughs> years old. 17 years old, open men. Um, yeah, 165. A 320-pound bench press. Like those, those other numbers are really staggering, but... That's impressive at a young age with not a lot of body weight on you. Yeah, the bench is the hardest one for like body weight wise. Like when you lose five pounds, you really feel it. Like mm. in your bench, I feel like the most. It's just, I don't know. Like I, I it's like I said, just having a good base like really helped. Like before I was even touching the weights, like I said, my parents, I had no weights. I didn't have a weight set. They didn't, they didn't never wanted me to like go to the gym. So just doing push ups. It started like legit for me because I played football when I was seven. And I was always the smallest kid. Like I, I sucked my first two years. I legit, my coach told me, told me I sucked, and he just said, "You never quit." Like he's like, "You fucking like, you know, get tackled or whatever." And then you get up and like go try to tackle the other person, even if the whistle was blown. Like he's like, "You'd go like try to, you know, get your own." Mm-hmm. And so they never cut me because like football was like shit. California, like football's competitive. It was like you'll get mm-hmm. cut if there's too many kids signing up. They only you know have like thirty kids per team. So if you didn't make the team, you know, you get cut, you get your money back. And so I was like, man, I'm glad I didn't get cut. And a lot of parents, you know, they they like being on the the, the mom so their kid doesn't get cut. My parents were never there, bro. They're, all of my friends, they, all their, their dads and moms are like coaches and stuff like that. So I had to like figure out myself on my own. But I remember, like I said, in fifth grade, I started doing push-ups because I just actually, honestly, I wasn't happy with the way I looked in the mirror. And I remember in sixth grade, they did like a, 
All the sixth graders you said go to you were Husky. I was Husky. <laughs> I used to buy the Husky pants <laughs> and Mervins. But yeah, I remember there was like a <laughs> like bring a those pool party like in sixth grade. Like yeah, we're gonna go to like Wild Rivers. And I was like, man, I have to have my shirt off. Like I better look different in a year. Mm. Like I just got that like you know hitting puberty probably like fifth sixth grade. Like I don't know. I never like just never was never lean. So I remember I started doing push ups and then just like little sit ups. Like and it, legit that's how it started. Like ten push ups every night. 10 setups every night and i would just do that and go to bed then the next month i'll do like 20 and then you know 30 and then by five fifth grade i was doing like sets of 100 of push you guys can't use the same excuse that i could use when i was fat and went to a pool thing or <laughs> went to a lake i could just be like i don't want to get burnt, <laughs> <laughs> get burnt. <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one no man. i'd have my shirt off too but i don't want to get burnt <laughs> <laughs> no man oh, i just man. remember like it sucks not you know feeling confident in like your own without your shirt on without your shirt off and stuff like that so that's like honestly really started making me like do push-ups but it was more for sports more because i gotta you know i wanted to be good at football i wanted to be good at something so you know training for something and seeing the results like doing it yourself is a really good like you know feeling like no one else is telling you to do it like my my parents never um, they're supportive of everything I do, but they've never pushed me to like go work out, Kevin. Go play football. Like my uncles, like are the one that signed me up to go play football. Cause my mom, mm-hmm. you don't get hurt. My dad was always working, so it's not like he took me to practice. My uncles, mm-hmm. they're the ones. But um, yeah, like that, it just made me like you know really tough. Like doing like and the end of the thing, like doing it on your own. I never like had someone pushing me, and I see it from being older. Like those parents are like, "Come on, Johnny, you're playing football. Like you know, mm-hmm. you're gonna be all CIF. I was CIF. I <laughs> I played the NFL." And then there's those kids. Like when I just seen it for dads push their own kids, especially because I had a lot of um, coaches that had sons on the team, mm-hmm. and all those kids, and they were really good. But they get to a point where they're just like they're not good enough. And like they're 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 always trying to please their dad, or their dad's always drilling them. So like at the end of the day, they don't like just here they don't want it it's not fun for them no more i never had someone like a dad drilling me to go to the gym and all this stuff like i truly did that on my own my, my parents were like damn like you're like they were kind of like i feel like annoyed of me. not annoyed but like man this kid needs to get a car like they got to take me to the gym after work mm. they're just kind of like i used to ride my razor ride my bike or however i could <laughs> razor scooter get, yeah hey. that's how i used to get to the gym bro just because like my parents like they worked or they they would be tired they wouldn't want to take me so i you got to go yourself. I could have easily sat at home and, like I said, not want it, but I I just wanted it. So did you get picked on being smaller playing football? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, I would say I got like it's kind of funny how it happens. Like I was small, and like uh, obviously I've been I was small. Like I would say I got kind of like picked on in like third, like in like you know elementary school, and I didn't like that. So then I started picking on kids. Like I became a bully, and I was little. <laughs> Like, it was crazy. Like, legit. I was bullying kids. I remember, like, I was a third grader, and I bullied some, like, older, like, he was, like, a a fifth grader. He was, like, an upperclassman. And I was just, like, making fun of him. Like, he was, like, skinny and stuff. Like, I legit remember this, like, it was yesterday. And, like, I remember just being, like, mean, like a bully. Mm. And, like, I feel like because I was getting bullied, so I wanted to be back, like, mean to somebody because, like, they're they're picking on me because there's going to be some other kids, you know, pick on me. Mm -hmm. And so I just, like, I don't know. Like, that was a... A weird point of my life because yeah i did get picked on like for the like being short and stuff like that or like you know little short jokes but it was never like like when you're younger it kind of sucks that you see people growing but once i didn't like i got to like i don't know middle school high school i was like all right i'm gonna be short like there ain't nothing i can do i could get wider like that's about it but i'm not i know i'm not gonna get taller so like it was kind of just like don't dwell on it type stuff you know what's some advice you'd have for somebody that's listening that's young that wants to get like bigger wants to gain weight because i think it's frustrating for a lot of people just like losing weight sometimes is frustrating for people so how do people 
go the other way? How do they get swole? How do they get swole, man? Um, eating, obviously, like eating is the number one thing. Um, and I, I would just say, like, uh, I feel like people don't eat a lot because they don't even like burn, they don't create an appetite. They're not like pushing themselves. They're not. You know, like like I said, like even if you like go to the beach and you go swim for like a long time, you're starving because you haven't done anything and all. You haven't your your active your your activity level is a lot higher. So yeah. that's why like powerlifters, you go squat heavy, you're freaking starving. But if you go like you know get a pump, you come back and you barely eat and you're full. You know, so like I would say for these younger people, like just really like you gotta like like I don't know, just be more active because that's gonna make you eat more. Because the hardest, like, mm-hmm. it is hard to force feed. Like, if you're not doing that much, you know, I want to get big, and you're just like tr- serving yourself a big plate. You're not gonna, you're gonna be able to finish it. But if you go out there and like, even if you just ran a lot, you know, even that's not trying to like ma- like gain weight, but that's gonna make you tired. It's gonna make you hungry. So like, but the biggest thing is learning. Like I would say, like, um, I remember being, uh, like I said, in fifth and sixth grade. Um, trying to find out workouts. My mom would not buy me shit, bro. She wouldn't buy me dumbbells, <laughs> wouldn't let me go to the gym. I legit tell this to everybody. I stole um, d- uh, dumbbells from Target. I put them on the bottom of the cart, you know, so my mom wouldn't <laughs> see them. And then when I got home, my mom's like, where'd you, how'd you get these? And I was like, uh, you know, put like, I just kind of like, you know, she figured it out. And then she didn't want to take me back because she didn't want to get me in trouble. So mm. I had these little, and they're Reebok. I remember $10 Reebok uh, fucking uh, dumbbells. And I remember going <laughs> on Google. Legit. Yeah, I remember going on Google, like, and you know, I'm in, I'm in fifth grade going on Google uh, typing in, guess what I typed in? How to get big traps. Legit, dog. I legit <laughs> remember typing that shit like it was yesterday. And it's an upright row. I remember going to my room and I had a little mirror and I would be like this, like doing upright rows <laughs> and shit. With just crying dumbbells. and be like, I'll show <laughs> all you motherfuckers. <laughs> right? You're all going to pay. Exactly. But it wasn't even like more like that. I never had like a school bully. I never had like, but I did have people just hate on me. I think because I had confidence. So like even though I was small, I had confidence. There's always older fools that like try to like, um, I don't know, like, hey, what's up? Like, you think you're bad? I'd be like, bro, I'm just walking. Like, <laughs> you know, and like, I always had older people like try to like, I got in fights with like people like that, but it was never like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to get big. But it was, but yeah, it, it was more like a respect thing. Like, I love that, that, that feeling of like people respecting you. How do you answer that question too? Like, if you think mm. you're tough or you think you're hard, you're like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow, yeah. I, and if you say no, then that's like, you know, it might be more enticing for them to pick on you more, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I do actually, all right for I myself. Actually, I, think. I don't think I am. <laughs> no, yeah, that happened to me a lot in middle school and high school and stuff. Like the older kids, like, "Oh, you think you're all bad and stuff?" You're like, "Bro, like, what the heck?" Like, it just, just people hate on you. Like, legit, it's like they they see you're confident and they hate that, so they're trying to like mm-hmm. make you make you not feel that way or something. I don't know. So you found out some stuff about building traps and what else did you oh, start to find out? Yeah. So I, like I, it was learning. So like I didn't like my parents, no one had no one teach me how to do anything. So I just like figured out on my own, like just on Google, like just legit how to get big traps and then um, just fitting out different workouts. And that's like, we're all like, I didn't touch weights until seventh grade and it was a football camp. And um, they were just like, uh, yeah, it was so unorganized. They're just like, yeah, go around and like around the gym, you know, do everything like f- uh, 10 reps, three sets of 10, and then uh, we'll go out on the football field and practice. And the first day, though, they made us max out. And I was so pumped. I was like, because they would be like, oh, in a month, we'll, we'll see what your maxes are. Mm-hmm. So the first time I ever touched the barbell, the first time ever, J. Sarah High School, um, I was 100 and, I don't know, 125 pounds, and I benched a 115. And then my buddy was like a, I was a seventh grader. My buddy was an eighth grader. And he only benched like, I think like 95 pounds. And he was like more muscular than me. Like I said, I was just kind of like, he had a year on me. He was older. And um, 
I remember benching more, and then he was like, damn, bro, you're strong. Like, how'd you bench that much? And then I was like, I don't know, whatever. And then from that camp, I went from 125 to 155. And then when I was at 155, I was like, I got a plate and a 10 on each side. Like, what's up? Yeah. Like, I'm a big dog. Like, I remember just like being super happy about that. Switching and, all your T-shirts out to <laughs> tank tops, right? <laughs> like, I, I got to show everybody this body. I remember I no one believed me. I remember, like, I went to back to, I went back to school. And um, one of my uh, good friends, he'd be like, oh, how much you bench, bro? Like, how much you bench? And I'd be like, hey, like 150, and that, like, how much you bench, bro? That's just, like, legit. <laughs> and seventh grade people were telling me, how much you bench? <laughs> and I was like, 155. And they're like, you bench 155. <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's go to Torrance House after after school. We'll see if you could do it. I'm like, All right. I'm going to walk in Torrance House after school. And I slapped. And I did. I, I remember I did more that day. I did 155. I made 160. They put a little two and a half. I did 160. And they were just all tripping because I was, I was weighing like 125. And so they're just like, damn, like you really did it. Like, you know, and like that's like I said, like you got to get your respect. Like, you know, once I did that, they kind of respected me and kind of like didn't like mess with me like anymore. Because like I said, I was always confident like walking around. I played football. Like, you know, I was smaller, but like I was, I, I held my own, you know, I, I, like I said, my first two years, I wasn't good, but then I made like all conference my third year. So then it was like, you know, the best five kids from your team and, you know, you go and that was the best times of my life playing uh, like Pop Warner. It's called Junior All-American where we're from. And like, that was legit the best times of my life. I have, I still know the the guys I played football with mm. were all, we're, we're all pretty close and stuff. But yeah, those were the, definitely the best times of my life. But foot, but the, uh, what's it called? Football definitely like got me into like, like working out and like mm. putting on size because, you know, football is a big man sport. And now it's like getting more respected for smaller people. You got like a Tyreek Hill and mm. the little faster guys. But before, they would just give someone a scholarship if you're 6'2". Mm. Just because, Abs- you know, absolutely. you had size. And the mm. colleges were like, we could make, we could do something with that kid or something like that. So it was very like, uh, I don't know, like discouraging kind of playing football, being a small guy. Like I kind of just knew I wasn't going to like get any scholarships. I had to like... You know, it's like that the smaller person does got to work harder because, you know, you're just like you're uh, not really like no one's really like thinking about you. Not you know taking it serious. Not taking it serious. Yeah. So that's what I would say. Did you pursue wrestling? Like because you said you were wrestling, too. Um, I I just wrestled in high school. I loved it. I remember uh, this was my mindset in high school. I would tell people um, if I don't make it to the NFL, I'm going to go. uh to the to, I'm gonna go to MMA, beat people up, and then if that doesn't work, I'm gonna go to the military and kill people. Oh uh, shit! That was that was like my mindset. Like I've always just like been, I gotta hit people somehow. Yeah, bro, that's why I miss hitting people. Like, <laughs> not even hitting people, just like hurting people. Like oh, I, it sound I sound crazy and stuff, but like <laughs> I don't not know just what hit them. I want to hurt them. Yes, like. Like grabbing, and like just putting someone's like body into the mat or the ground feels so good. Just like football, you're running full speed into someone, just take someone out, and you're gonna get in trouble for it. It's like the <laughs> best feeling. Like even like I'm just like an uh, aggressive person. I would say like my dogs, like I fucking love them. I just I'll be like hitting Tyson, like man, I just love you, bro. Like and even my mom, I'll see my mom, I'll be like, mom, I just want to squeeze you, like you know. <laughs> but like and legit, I'll like She's probably like I hate when he goes. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like I'm just aggressive, but like. It's like that's love, you know. That's like that's the love, but like it's not like I love these people. I'm trying to hurt, but like it's I don't know. It's like a weird feeling. Like I, I just I like it. Like I love defense. Like I love I, I got to play offense in high school, run the ball, score touchdowns. I never did that uh, growing up. I played. Uh, we were so good um, when we were younger. They had so many skilled athletes. They they made me play the line because they're like, bro, there's too many running backs, too many receivers. Like you have to play the line, and I would be a pulling guard. I was the smallest. Line. I was a lineman, dog. Like I'm short as hell, but I was strong. I was low. I had good technique. So um, 
my uh, my coaches would just like you know I had a, I, I feel like um, I'm a very good team player because football taught me that team player not being selfish like alignment mm. you never get talked about no one cares if if you if you score you weren't the reason even though you're the real reason why so alignment you got to be like a fucking like you know it's you got to be a good person bro they're not the person like oh Mr Showboat they're they're <laughs> like you know they're they're very humble I would say so like me playing the line I played uh, like eight years of junior All-American football before I even got to high school. So when I went to high school, I was already, I, I played running back and I was scoring the touchdowns, you know, doing all that stuff. And it was fun. But like, I feel like playing O-line made me like really like, I don't know, like a, the person, like really like a, a team player. Cause it's not like you're just scoring all the time, you know, and I can picture him fumbling the ball on purpose and like letting someone else get it so you can smash yeah. it. Yeah. Pick it up. So like, yeah. Yeah. This area. Some like real water boy vibes. I remember on, on kickoff, I would always point to the person oh, I was shit. smacking. I would just be like, I'm going right after you. Dog. That guy's shit his pants every time. He's like, yeah. fuck, is he pointing at me? No, he's pointing at you. Yeah, but honestly, football is a big man game because I remember like running full speed into some like big dudes and I would not move. And I would just be like, bro, I'm squatting 500 pounds, like benching over three. I can't even like move this guy. And like, the guy never worked out a day in his life. Yeah, and he's just, mm. but he weighs 260, 250, <laughs> and he's just like, you know, corn fed big boy. So like, you just run into him, and I would just feel it like in my body, like, damn, I just got stopped in my foot uh, tracks. Like, at least I can get blown back, but like, I got like stopped in my foot tracks and stuff like that. So it's it's a it's a size game, but that's where the lower people come into play and stuff because it, it leverage does help. And um, I played one year of junior college. That was that was it, and I didn't even like get to play like real games. I was a practice player. I gray shirt. And um, I remember going head up against the the biggest linebacker, and we, I played a re- pretty good uh, junior college. Oh, Saddleback, they recruit all over. There's mm-hmm. kids from like Detroit, Florida, everything. And I went head up with the biggest linebacker. And um, I remember because I was so low, I just had to keep on driving my legs, and I drove him back. And he was like, "You like a damn bowling ball." He's just like <laughs> that was just like the leverage of being a smaller guy, like definitely helps. But you got to have the power and stuff like that too. So yeah, man, that was. Football, I, I love football. That's like, I had a legit, like I was talking about the Dorian Yates, I had a like legit, um, like after I stopped playing football, I had to like legit tell myself like, all right, like you're done playing football. Like this is it. Like no more training. Like no more. Cause I was like, dep- like sad. Like that was just like, mm-hmm. like a point in your life. You know, when people try to, I'm going to go pro I'm a, or a free agent and they keep on trying for a long ass time and they think they're going to get that call and whatever. But like I had to really come to myself, like, damn, this is like it. Like I've been playing, I've been from seven to nineteen. It's been get better. How can I be a better football player? How can I be a better football player? That's all I thought about. I didn't care about school, whatever. My mindset was gonna be was I'm so good at football that a college is gonna give me a tutor and I'm gonna get a, a scholarship. That's like how good my mindset was. I mean, how like my mindset was. But shit, you got to do the school too, man. That was the one thing I didn't balance when I was younger. I was always just training. I would go football practice, go to LA Fitness after. I never, I only did homework during school so like it was like um very hard to balance and like i respect so many people that do the school and you know the uh, uh, the you know the dual athlete you know getting good grades and being an athlete that's like top respect because that's life you got to balance life you can't just i'm gonna do one thing and that's it like you have to want to be a worker and and all that but if you want to be successful it's like you got to learn how to like time management and like you use your time. We all got the same 24 hours. Elon Musk, all these rich people, like they're just, you know, we all got the same 24. So that's how yeah. I see it. So how did you make the transition from focusing so deeply on football to now powerlifting? Like, was it quickly after that meet with Chad and then you just like zoned in on powerlifting? No, I did, did that meet with Chad. Like I said, I was number one in the world in open men powerlifting when I was like 17. And I was just like, 
all right, Chad, get me ready for football. Like, that's legit what I mm. said. And I was just doing football training. Like, I legit, my mindset was full. Powerlifting wasn't big. Like, it yeah. legit, at, that was in 2000, like, I don't know, like, 10. Like, to power, powerlifting wasn't really that big. Or raw powerlifting wasn't yeah. big. Gear powerlifting was big, but raw powerlifting wasn't. So, honestly, it came by. I I got a job. Like, right after I stopped going to college, I got a, I stopped going to, I just gave up on the football thing, too, because I was just like, I wasn't, I knew you know what I knew. I came a real, real realization. I can't do the school. And I, at the end of the day, I don't want to do the school. School has never felt like it's been for me. Yeah. I've struggled with school since like the third grade. Was there even anything you were interested in as far as like the majors and shit or just you looked at it and you just knew I'm not interested? Um, I just wasn't interested. Yeah. Like, yeah, since the third grade, bro, like legit, I struggled with school since they put me as like the special ed, wasn't all those like little dumb classes and stuff. Not the mm-hmm. dumb classes, but just like, you know, you have teachers that try to help you and, you know, baby you and stuff like that. Um, and, uh, I just never, school was never easy for me. Even if I really, all right, Kevin, come on, sit down, focus. I just, my mind was just thinking. But if it's something about cars, I could read a whole article. I could just, mm-hmm. oh, this car's got 670 horsepower. I could just like read off the bat. And it's, but it's, that's why it got to be things that interest you. Yeah. So once, once I like uh, stopped, uh, like I said, I stopped going to school and I got a normal job. First time ever working, $8 <laughs> an hour doing warehouse shit, packing up little makeup things. Um, I was like, that's where I came to a realization of like, that's when reality struck. And I remember being like, damn, getting paid $8 an hour. I got my first paycheck. It was like, I remember like after they pulled taxes, it was probably like 500, like 70 bucks or something like that. I remember. And that was when legit, I remember just respecting my parents more than anything. So I was just like, how do my parents do this? Cause I'm like, I know they live paycheck to paycheck. I just worked all these hours and that's all I got. Like what the heck? Like, you know, and, um, I worked that job for like a year and a half and then I was like unhappy. I was like, bro, I'm in a warehouse. No one sees me. I'm here from eight to five. Um, I go to the gym after, but that's, that's the only time I see interaction with people. And I just wasn't happy. I was just like, I was like, what am I going to do? I legit was like, what am I going to do with my life? And yeah. I was like, what am I good at? Like, I was like, I guess I'm good at this lifting shit. Like, like I was pretty successful. I was like, I'm gonna, my mindset was like, I am just going to like post my lifts on Instagram and someone's going to see it. And someone's going to be like, I'm going to sponsor that kid. Like this fool is strong as fuck. And so that was all I started doing. I stopped the warehouse job and I got a part-time job at LA fitness. And, um, I just was like, legit, I was like, all right, I don't want to be a warehouse. I'll do, I like the gym, so I want to get a job at the gym. So I got Mm -hmm. a job at the gym, and they put me in, like, sales. I sucked. I didn't know how to do sales. I would scare people coming up to people, bro. Like, you're like, dog, you can't go up to people like that. I'm like, how do I go up to them? Like, you know, and so I learned how to be nice and sales. And, bro, I would be out in parking lots selling memberships, like, on a piece of paper. Like, oh, yeah, can I have your debit card or your credit card? I'm going to go back and sign up. You'll get an email. Like, I would never trust a kid to do that. Like, what the hell? You know, I was thinking, too, when they gave me the card, I was like, like, bro, should I just buy car parts? Or like, like, you know, should I just, this could be my last day of the job, like, you know? But I was just like, you know, when I never did it. And so I did that. I, I did that. And like I said, I sucked. And, but I got good. Like, I got good at sales. I started selling membership every day. And I started working a lot. I saved up. I bought my little Mustang, $4,000. I was like, man, this is cool. I'm making money. Mm-hmm. But then same thing, not happy. I'm like, bro, I can't train. I'm always tired. I'm in a sales position. I work way more than just like eight hours because you're in sales. You're trying to make memberships. So I'm like, I'm training, but I'm tired. I'm not getting the best results. I would do comps, but like, like, I I don't know. I just feel like I wasn't like, I mean, I was still doing good in comps, but like, it just, I just feel like I couldn't put my focus on it. And so, Mm -hmm. like I said, I got a, I quit LA Fitness and then I got a part-time job at 24 because LA Fitness was like, they only wanted like full-time. And so I just focused more on training and like legit, my mindset was like, I'm going to work so hard. Someone's going to come across my profile and be like, I need a sponsor this kid or this kid has like what I need. And then that's, um, 
that's how honestly that's how everything started that's how i, I um uh like i would say like um Big Boy follow uh, saw like I mean I went to to college with Big Boy went to Saddleback College and that's how okay. I met C Boy yeah that's how I met Big Boy and um <clears throat> we, when I left I didn't it's like I said bye or anything I just I'm gonna stop going to school I got a job and then he saw me maybe like two years later and he said my Insta he saw me on Instagram he said hey come by my gym you know um, whatever and so I went by the gym and then he told me about like Rich Piana how he just met him and stuff like that mm. and he's like yeah bro I'll, t- I'll tell him about you you're strong as fuck and stuff like that so Big Boy always t- tell Rich Piana hey man my homie's like 165 he bench 405 like all that stuff so then Rich you know um, Big Boy hooked me up with Rich Piana and then what's it called that just blew both of our names up because rich had over like a million subscribers on yeah. youtube and he would put me and big boy together doing lifting videos and they're just like who the fuck are these guys they're strong as fuck you know uh-huh. and then so that's what helped the social media like the, my platform but it was a it was like a, a constant grind like you had a, and i remember rich being like you gotta post every day i remember being like post every day that's like a lot like now people are posting like crazy you know you would be like multiple times a day yeah now nah, multiple times so he would always yeah. like you gotta post you gotta post so that's kind of like when that transition happened like the whole powerlifting it helped me really fast because like i said like i i um i was already come powerlifting when i was 17 and then mm-hmm. like i said once i got like it, it started getting bigger because social media like legit all the social media and then, so like i said once i got that part-time job i was like i just want to focus on training like Legit, I feel like that's all I know. Like, all I know is hard work. All I know is, like, training for something, you know, football, wrestling. Even when I wrestle, I would just run, do sprints. Like, I truly enjoy, like, training for something. That's why, like, I we were talking about, like, like I said, I could, like, MMA, like, fighting. Like, there's no, no other preparation like that. That's just, like, your cardio, like, everything, your strength, your, like, everything. So, like, what I feel like I'm addicted to or whatever is just, like, training for something mm-hmm. and then getting a show, co- like, showcase your, 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 all the hard work you've done. Like, like a football, you know, you practice all summer long and then you have these games to, like, showcase your talent. That's, yeah. like, what a powerlifting meet is for me. The closest I can get to, like, a, a football game or, like, you know, feeling like that is, like, you know, training for something really hard day in, day out and then having that meet and, like, trying to put it all together at that meet and it's just, like, that's like the best feeling. Like I, it's just like that tunnel vision and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I miss. I I just love that competitive training style like that, for sure. How'd you get linked up with uh, Chad? Um, like uh, I was uh, in high school and my friends were training at a at his gym. He had a oh, okay. juggernaut training systems, and he was training athletes for like you know volleyball, football. And then my friend was training there, and he said, "Oh, like who's uh, the strongest kid on your uh, on your football team?" He's like, "Oh, this is my my buddy Kevin." Oh, how much does he weigh? He's like, he's only 165 pounds. And so Chad, um, he took me to the gym and then Chad's like, okay, like, um, David said, you, you front squat 405. And I was like, and he's like, you front squat 405? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're going to, um, he's like eight weeks, you're going to squat 550 in wraps. I was like, you're crazy. I never had 500 pounds on my back. I remember he only made me do safety bar squats for like six weeks. And then like one day he like put on a straight bar. He said, are you going to hit five plates? I was like, bro, I've never even done 455. Like I even done, like you wanted me to do this. And he put wraps on me. I remember I hit 500 and I was like, dang, like that was, that was, that was pretty easy. Like that was crazy. It was felt heavy, you know, yeah. but like the wraps and everything. Cause I was on the safety squat bar. It was, I was only doing maybe three plates, 365, mm-hmm. but I went to the straight bar. It felt way easier. Cause it just wasn't like pinching me forward like that. So yeah, Chad. I met Chad when I was seventeen. He uh, like sponsored me for He's that. He's a genius. Yeah, sponsored me for that meet, trained me, and um, yeah, they did really good and, and stuff like that. And I like Chad. Chad, like you know, helped me as much as he could. But I feel like he Chad's a very like um, 
like he's a great coach but he's also very like you got to do it like he would kind of just like write the workout on the board and like me, like i would just do it and i'd be like man i just go this way by myself because like chad was running like a business like he was training people he was doing all this stuff like i'm just like i'm not paying you know he's just i'm just an athlete you know he's gonna help so like he was training me but it was more like just when i had squats because like he was wrapping my knees and then would spot me but anything right. else was kind of like yeah just do your numbers and that's it. And I remember like going to his gym and trying to like, be all hyped. Like I'm a little kid. Try to be like, nah, don't do that shit. Like uh, when I train, I train all by myself. Um, no excitement. Um, this is he, Chad saying this? Yes, Chad yeah, saying this. this. Sense. He said, um, <laughs> he's like, I feel like I get, I get very good carryovers to my meat. And a lot of lifters don't get carryovers to their meat because they get too hyped before they need the hype all the time. What happens when you go to a meet and you don't have the hype? And he's like, it's not even that. He's like, when you go to the meet, you are going to have the hype. So when you get that adrenaline and you save it for like that one day, you've never had adrenaline. You never had people yelling, you can do it. Like all this mm-hmm. stuff. So like when you do get that, it's like a fucking rush and yeah. like you'll get kind of like more carry over it. Like that's his thing. But at the end of the day, if you have what you can control, make it the best training environment for you can. So you're in a good mood. Everyone's different, you know, but that's just that mindset. It's like, yeah. and like to, to eat your own Chaz so I'm assuming you, you didn't carry that over to the way you train now like you get hyped <laughs> oh training. yeah I be, I be in my own gym turning this shit on I think about it all the time I be like turning it all the way up and stuff like that but when yeah. I'm in a meet if, and they be playing like whack ass music and I, 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 don't, I don't I don't care like I'm just so focused I don't even see anybody so like that doesn't that doesn't get to me and stuff like that but if I'm in my gym hell yeah or like you know I'm, I'm focused you know that's like the, the vibe and the environment you gotta have that type of environment yeah. but Chad was just different it was like no emotion you know he's like very like no emotion like very like just that old school like Russian mentality like you, if you're either gonna do it or not or someone else in line gonna do it you know like that's how his like mindset is and stuff like that so yeah man glad I'm like I, like honestly Chad if I didn't meet Chad when I was younger I wouldn't I, I definitely would not be like as strong as I am because he just just programmed me taught me how to like you know like I said programming like when you're young you're just maxing out every day like mm-hmm. i see it all the time still like in kids in my gym i'm like bro do some volume like all you're doing is here singles every day or doubles like and you're not getting stronger like <laughs> or five pounds in like a couple of weeks i'm like bro just do the reps you know and so like yeah. he's the one that taught me how to train and program and stuff like that but at the end of the day like you got to learn from everybody because when i was learning from chad i was learning from a, a family friend bodybuilder and then he told me not to learn from the bodybuilder but like I was just like, oh, what can I learn from both? You know, Chad would say, press like this. My bodybuilder friend, press like that. <laughs> You're never going to get big shoulders pressing like this. And then, you know, just – and I just picked, my, picked my, like a part of what I wanted because I always wanted to look good too. I never wanted to just be like a powerlifter because like when we were talking in the beginning, powerlifters were fat. None of them were aesthetically pleasing. I always had an image of myself like just being like some big rip buff dude. Like you said, you're a little kid. You watch these superhero movies. You see all these superheroes are all fucking jacked. Look at Goku fucking right there. Goku. Jacked <laughs> forms looking huge and stuff. Like that's who you want to be, you know, and um, you have that image. So like it's like I've always had that mindset and that's why I've always liked bodybuilding. Like I've always, I've always liked bodybuilding. I just don't like the political side of like the judging and all that stuff. And, you know, it kind of, it just sucks. Like you work so hard and, you know, let it, you know, some couple old dudes pick on how you want to, like who looks the best, you know? Yeah. So that's the only reason probably why I've never done bodybuilding, but I respect like the hard work that goes into it, the grind, that's just the discipline on the food. That's mm-hmm. just like ridiculous, you know, but yeah. the whole competing, I don't know, maybe one day, but, <clears throat> Uh, it's just too too much on the diet, bro. I like eating food. <laughs> do you do a lot of different stuff in your training, or like when you're getting ready for a competition, is it primarily just bench, squat, deadlift with some assistance exercise? Um, 
Yes, it's a uh, bench squat, deadlift, very basic. But then, like, my accessories of, like, um, when I train that bodybuilder guy, everybody always compliments my chest. And I swear, like, it's just from doing a shitload of incline. I've done so much incline dumbbell, incline barbell work, like, so much of it. Like, just hella reps. Like, I would do, I've done 315 for 10 on incline on a straight bar, yeah. 125 on dumbbells for tw- sets of 12 on incline. And that's where you get, like, that shoulder strength, like, because you're going up, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you can't always be pressing here. You got to, and even when you bench, you know, you press and it starts going a little bit towards your head. So it's like you need to have strong shoulders. So I want to get, when I get, like, basic uh, clients when they come in, you know, like, an, I would say, like, a you know, average human being. First workout I make them do is uh, like a TRX row to learn how to use their scapula. Next mm. thing I make them do is like a dumbbell incline row because I know it's every time I mean dumbbell incline press. Every time I put someone on a, a flat a flat bench and they press with the dumbbells, they're just like they press like away from their body or it's just it's for or it's hard for them to feel their scapula because they're just kind of like going. I, just, I know what you mean. The the back of their shoulders are off the pad. Yes. they push way too far up. Yeah, but I notice when you if you put someone on incline, it kind of makes them go like this. So yeah. I feel like it gives them a better like how to feel their upper traps and their scapula like as they press. So um, yeah, I definitely do. That's a, really dope. I haven't heard anybody really mention that about incline before. That's a really good thing to think about. It's really smart. Yeah, it automatically kind of uh, pins you to yes. like your traps and your mid upper back, your mid upper back, and that's what a lot of people neglect or like even like a like I train girls or whatever. Like they need, they want strong. It's not like they have pecs. Like they have shoulders. You know, like they don't have that much pec muscle. So like a girl doing a flat dumbbell bench is like not like if you're a powerlifter, you want your bench scope. Yeah, great. But if you're like, a, you know, you just want to be strong and you gain some muscle, the incline bench is like a way better, uh, I would say, like a workout because, you know, you're working your shoulders, you're working your triceps, you're still working a little bit of your pecs and your lats, too. So like uh, that's like the dumbbell incline is like one of my favorite accessories. But I'm just very old school and basic. I'm not like a. I don't like even Chad. Chad's training when I was doing Chad, it's very simple. Like, you know, there's not like crazy workouts in there. Mm-hmm. But like I'm very like simple. Like, even before when I do the bodybuilding, like I said, just building strong shoulders, seated, doing military press, doing heavy bent over rows. I've done all of that stuff. Like that's what's built my my base. Like of like on the shoulder presses, the military, um, bent over rows, one arm dumbbell rows, just like the most basic exercises. I still do them. There's really like no, I don't add chain. I've done chains. I've done bands. They're they're great, but to me, I feel like they're. I see like the best in the world, and they don't really use them. So I'm just like, just stick to the basics, you know, and just figure out what's working. I mean, not like see what's like like for me. Like I said, it's more my body. It could be more your body than like your training programs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But to me, the basic works. No reason to try all these like crazy new workouts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. What are some things within your training? Because, you know, I think you actually mentioned when the podcast started was a cue that you use now. um, Instead of, like, focusing on your knees, you focus on spreading the ground. So what kind of – and actually, you know what? Let's focus on that real quick. When did you start focusing on the cue of spreading the ground versus just pushing your knees out? Yeah, that's crazy. Um, Honestly, only maybe two years ago. Yeah. And like I said, I've been powerlifting for – since I was 17. I'm 28. So Mm – just recently i've started doing like thinking about my feet and like i said it's it made my dead honestly the deadlift and the sumo right yeah just so much better even if i were to pull conventional i've pulled i hate 
Man, it's so annoying with people on Instagram with the sumo <laughs> shit, bro. Like, that's just really annoying because I've pulled 705 conventional and yeah. I've done, um, what's it called, my best sumo 765. So they're both in the 700s and, like, it's it's just, like, the way my body's built. So when you I'm, really just pulled 705, right? <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> right? Sometimes I'm just like, bro, I just want to pull, like, conventional just to shut people up. But, like, it's just, like, a... <laughs> What's it called? Like it just feels natural in my body. That's the best way I would say it. Like yeah. when I'm in conventional, my fucking lower back is like sore for like weeks. When I pull yep. sumo, my upper like my body just I don't, I don't even feel bad at all. Like, Same. It's yeah. just I feel good. So that's why I've just stuck with that on what works with sumo. I mean conventional, I just don't feel strong like bent <clears throat> over. And to me, it's not functional. Like you, if you play sports, like are you, you're never like bent over. You want to be upright. You play football, you're upright. You want to be in a strong upright position. You don't want to be strong like bending over. So to me, I always say like sumo is actually way more functional because you're building more of your upper back. And what's the most freaking like common problem with humans? Lower back pain. Like the most studied thing, lower back pain. Why are you going to do something that's like like already messing it up? Not messing up your lower back, but you most likely have a weak lower back and you're going to the gym and you're going to do more lower back stuff. Like, you know, it's not going to make it better. Mm -hmm. So that's why, you know, depending on your mobility with the sumo and stuff like that. But yeah, yeah, just like learning about the, I would say like, like I said, just two years ago, I really just started focusing more, more on technique. And I feel like, the higher level lifter you get, that's when you start focusing more on technique because when you're young, you're just like, throw more weight on. I'm going to just keep on going. But once you get to a higher level of weight, you're like, bro, like, you know, like I've tried, you know, thinking that you're going to take more drugs. It's going to make you stronger. Hell no. It's going to make you weaker, if anything, more side effects. But you just have to really think like, like once I learned how to like pull a slack out the bar yeah. and go up, I remember my deadlift went up like 50 pounds and I was just like, damn, like, that's crazy. Like I didn't even train my training. I just learned how to pull a slack out and then come up, but I had to train out a way lighter weight, how to do that. And then slowly start adding up. And that's when everything started getting better. And then same thing for my bench. I used to, you know, the cue, everybody used to uh, tuck your elbows or like bend the bar, bend the bar. So when I was benching, I've been using too much of my tricep for years, just for years. I've been trying to just bend the bar, bend the bar. So I'm using so much of my tricep not much of my scapula. So now my, I had someone, I forget this guy, I think Instagram is like Roger Street or something like that. Some like PT guy. Mm-hmm. But he told me, I uh, showed him one of my benches. He's like, think more about um, like opening up the bar, like the red band, you know, you want to open up that red band oh. and then press up. Don't think so much bend the elbows because then you're just using a ganger tricep and your tricep is not meant to use at the bottom. It's meant to use at the top. So you want to think about like opening up that red band, pulling down with just your back. And then when you come up, like use your back and then your shoulders and triceps for the top. But if you're over cranking your elbows, when mm-hmm. you're going down, you're using a lot of that that inside tricep. So then when you get to the top, it's like your triceps already fatigued. That's why you always see people like kind of like lag up on the top. And you noticed a big difference when you I noticed a big difference because my elbows when I was benching, it felt weird. I was like, bro, it feels like my elbows are flaring out because like I'm so used to being like this, but now I have to like trust it more, being like my elbows like more flared out, and I felt it more like on my back. So just like little cues like that has helped my like, you know, my, my training. But yeah, the technique, if all you young lifters out there like listening, like it's so you, 
you have to be stubborn and like get hurt. That's how I've like done it, you know. But if you cannot be stubborn and get hurt and like learn from other people, but once you get the technique and develop it, yeah, that's like when I see someone with good technique, it makes me so happy. Like even if they're lifting lightweight, because I'm like, bro, just keep on doing what you're doing. Like you're gonna be a beast one day. Like it's, it's just keep on just keeping up with their technique. Mm-hmm. You see someone back there, you're like, oh god, bro, I feel bad for this guy. Like <laughs> you know, you don't want to tell him, hey, like you. this is a long yeah. story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a long story for that guy, or that's gonna be the guy saying, tell it hurt my back and you know he's over here just freaking hip like or letting his hip shoot back and stuff like that so you're just like oh man i feel sorry for that guy mm-hmm. when it comes to that uh movement that you're talking about with the arms on the bench press um i think you, you were mentioning red band so I, i've seen people you know double bench up a, with that i've uh, seen that uh, yeah, i've never mini, tried that a mini band uh works really well you yeah. just uh fold it over and put it over each uh part of your, your forearm and as you're benching you're just kind of th- it's not moving anywhere because your hands are fixed on the barbell but it is a good cue to kind of get you into the position you're talking about. Pause, yeah. wait, like you, you grab the barbell, but before you'll put a band mm-hmm. that that's pulling mm-hmm. your arms together. Yes. You'll bench like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's uh it's kind of a way to like grip the bar and, and like push uh, uh like outward against the but sometimes you just need like a cue. Like you need yeah, something. Yeah, it's just a cue. Sometimes, like sometimes the cues the ver- help you the, so much. The verbal is nice, but sometimes like physical like, oh, I'll try this band or for us, a lot of times it's like if we use weight with something, like oh, I'll try this stretch. Sometimes you don't feel it. It's like, oh, I'll hold will. this 10-pound dumbbell yeah. and then stretch this way. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes that little extra thing can give you that kind of feedback that you need to be able to do the thing the right way. Yeah. just Like I said, it's always the little things that help the, the most in everything. So those tiny little cues. What about on the squat? You gave us a good bench one. You gave us a good, a pretty good one for the deadlift with, uh, well, the, oh. the deadlift you were talking about, you know, getting the feet uh, situated. You mentioned pulling the slack out of the bar. Yes. What's what's something that really helped a lot with the squat? Um, the squat, I would say um, the squat is just something like for me, I feel like it just like, I don't know, not that it comes like like natural but i just feel like sometimes i feel weakened if i feel weak in the hole i just do pause squats and then if i'm feeling weak like out of the hole i just start adding some box squats and i I just like that's it my squatting is simple i'm like legit trying to think i do a lot of single leg stuff like split squats like Mm -hmm. i'm not all you guys that leg press, you guys are gay. Like, I hate leg press. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I fucking hate leg press. Like, I used to do when I was younger, but, like, I was young. Like, everyone that leg press got small legs. Some, like, legit, like, one hey, you're person right. you're that right leg press that. got big legs, bro. They got small legs. Like, I don't do, I haven't done a leg press, and you have no stability. You're on a sled, like, you know, like, I only do split squats. I put my foot on the bench. I don't even have a nice little thing. I just put my foot on the bench. I go down. I keep constant tension. Like, that's all I do. And, like, it's funny because I get clients. I get people, and they're just, like, and I can just tell they want to try something new. Or they train with me for a couple months, and then, like, they're at my gym. They're doing their own thing. And I'm like, bro, like, if this guy just would have do what I tell him to do, he, he'd get bigger. But then he's in there, like, doing these Instagram workouts, like, you know, like, <laughs> it's weird things. And I'm just like, bro, like, I've Instagram never. Instagram workouts. Yeah. You know? I'm just yep. like, man, like, it's just, it's crazy. But, yeah, for the squats, like. Tempo squat. I'm very old because I squat high bar. Like I see a lot of like strong do. T- I've done tempo pause squats. Like, um, you know, go slowing down the eccentric. But the biggest hardest part in the squat is most likely everyone is the bottom. But the biggest thing probably for my squat that's like helped the most is this like the mobility. I used to squat in a like a flat shoe, like mm. a resting shoe. 
and it'll always be hard for me to get depth. Then I went to like a, a like Olympic shoe, and then um, it helped my knees go forward. But then I felt more weak because I wasn't used to like my knees going more forward. Yeah. So, but and then you were still high bar squatting. Always yeah. high bar squat. Mm-hmm. I've never done a low bar squat. I just think I've, no one's ever taught me. And like I said, I've done everything upright. So I am just strong upright. I'm not strong bent over in that position. And I'm all about just like. Functional strength, like when powerlifting came out, obviously, too, like, you know, you see people make fun of the wide benches and the, the sumos and stuff. Like, to me, like, that shit's just gay. Like, you're not, you're never going to punch someone like this. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm always a close grip bench. I put my, like, I call it the f- football grip. You put your thumb on the knurling, yeah. you close your hand. Like, any when that bench is wider than that, it's like, that shit's lame. Like, you're never going to, you're never, you're not going to use your body like that. And then say, so I see people low bar squat, like, it just looks fucking ugly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I love like Ben Pollock, I I respect oh, you. Yeah. He knows who I am. I did the U.S. Open with him, and I seen how he squat. I'm like, bro, please, like, how is that a white light? Like, how is he gonna get? It just looked weird. Was like, it like Ben? Like he had the super close, super stance, close. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. it's, and go it's down. wild how he got in that position. Yeah, bro. I'm just like, how is that a squat? Like, <laughs> you know, it just looks. When I see these Olympic weightlifters squatting, I'm like, that's just bad. Like that shit looks tight. That's functional to me. That looks. And your knees are going more forward. You, you at the end of the day, you're using more muscles. <laughs> like that. But like that's where it's like. I'm like, people are like, are you a powerlifter or are you a functional? Because at the end of the day, powerlifting, it's just like you're just meant to move weight, leverages. But then, like, for me, I think more about functionality, like, the looks. Like, you know, it's not about the looks. Like, it's more about who can lift the most weight. But I feel like that's where the sport's changing. Like, it's not so much about that no more. Like, it's more about, like, you know, people trying to look at freaking people have the most craziest outfits in the gyms and they're barely lifting lifting any weights people wearing dark sport came and bench 225 or like you know 315 like. is dark sport a brand what is that yeah you never seen it it's like nah. it's like um look that shit up. You're, pop, you're, you're gonna see it now because like our iphones be listening to you yeah. guys, you know watch you're gonna hear a sponsor ad dark you get sport. a bunch of ads it, it, it's sport. like um it's it's cool i like the branding their, their brand behind it it's like a it's called the wolves like dark mm. pack has like a wolf and stuff and it's all these like shredded dudes like from um like uh i don't know like they do a lot of like uh like okay. bodybuilding stuff you know oh like okay. a lot of bodybuilding stuff but they're they do good like bro that's all you see the little kids wear in the gym dark sport like that's all you stuff but damn yeah, everything's cool. sold out shit yeah, yes. they, they wow. kill it in merch like they kill it like they they what? kill it okay we need to take some notes yeah but um yeah so like it's that just like when i started training it was like you wear basic clothes the same white tee you wear whatever uh-huh. like you know, everyone's got the wrist wraps and just all this stuff. It's like, just stick to the basic, bro. That's it. People would think you need all this stuff. But I understand. I was there. I was in that. You can't be mean to these people because I was there. I remember going to the gym first day. You know what I bought? Hard binger gloves like Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> Ronnie Coleman had the hard bingers. I couldn't even grab anything with that stuff. Like, I remember, like, I, got, I threw them away the first day, and I was broke. Like, that shit was expensive. I remember buying my own money. It was probably, like, 25 bucks or something. Yeah. I remember being like, I didn't throw them away. I think I just threw my gym bag. Like, I ain't never going to use these again. Like, I remember because I couldn't, like, I had a small hand. Like, only thing I could feel was my fingertip. And I'm like, how is he holding on to this weight, you know? But, you know, it's just so I just never wear gloves again. But, like, you feel like you need to have those things, you know. Oh, my wrist hurts. I need a, I need those little those wrist wraps, you know. It's like, actually, just keep your wrist straight when you bench, and you're going to build strength over time in that form. And stuff Andre like Milanachev, uh, we had him on the podcast, and he was basically just trying to tell people, just, you know, just go train for five years, you know. You go, go train for a handful of years. Like, obviously, it's good to know. It's good to have knowledge. It's good to have a plan, obviously. Yes. I'm not saying not to have a plan, but his kind of main thing was like, 
you got to kind of learn a lot of this on your own and you don't need a lot of fancy stuff or new stuff or just go lift some weights for a couple years. Exactly. That's the best way you got to put it. And like, that's where like, I, um, I always think like, you know, I have like a, like the mindset of someone else, like in a different country. Like we have, like, we're like pussies over here. Like we, it's, we're soft, like America is soft mm-hmm. in these other countries. They, that's why they're so much tougher. Like, a, you know, because they have those like mindset. They don't, they're not, they don't have that, like the luxury, the luxury of doing all that stuff, you know? And then you go to the gym in some nice clothes. They got to shovel snow out their driveway just to get outside. Like, you know, so like just little things like that. You got to, you know, just like I said, just go train, have, find your purpose instead of trying to just like, you know, I'm going to do this for a little bit or something like that. But that's a bit, you got to go through those. Even for me, like I went through trials and error. I remember just, so I was like, I read on Google to get strong. You need to have like five minute rest periods. So I'd go to the gym, do one set, five minutes. <laughs> I hit the bar, you know, five minutes. That shit worked though. My heart rate was down. I would feel my heart. I'd be like, all right, it's down. I felt strong every time. Bro, I would go to the tricep extension machine, just try to max that thing out, and then I'd be all right, five minutes. <laughs> Legit, five this minutes, is the longest bro. workout the longest ever. Longest workout, I swear. People hating in the gym. Yeah. Just like, Fuck, here he comes again. But I just, I always wanted to be strong. Like, I, it's never bent for like a. I always wanted to say it was more for the performance and the aesthetics. Like, even when I was younger, and like, you know, when you're young, you're more worried about what you look like then you know most likely your strength but i was just like strong i would go to the gym my goal at the la fitness was to max out every machine like that was just like my goal just to, yeah, i remember doing skull crushers like <laughs> i remember getting abs from doing skull crusher i mean uh rope push down because i'm so light i gotta go like, like all the way down and then like do that so i remember like why are my abs burning like you know but i'm probably like 120 pounds the stacks like 130 160 maybe That's amazing more than me but i legit was getting like an ab workout just from like going so heavy like that was just i wanted to be strong and that's why i feel like my body's so tight just from like all the training i've done over time because when i was in high school ain't no one trained harder than me bro i have that mentality like in chip on my shoulder no one's trained no one's done as much work or putting as much work than me like i i party in high school i had fun but it was legit every day how can i get better at football and football mm. was getting i was getting better for me and my mindset i get better at football i had to be stronger because i was already we did the speed training in football you got fast so i wasn't worried about that you do all the drills but it was more how can i get stronger for football that was my, my mindset every day and so that's why i said when i stopped playing football i had to be like damn like i just been living like how to get better for football i'm like how can i be a better like power lifter how can i be like you know it's like different goal life goals now you know how can i like what's the next step getting a house whatever like starting my brand like that was even for like me starting my brand i hit like a point where i was like 20 i think it was like my 25th birthday yeah i was like bro i'm 25 years old i'm doing what i love you know but i'm not i'm broke i was like how am I going to like, like, what do I need to do? Like, you know, like I'm, you, they say, do what you love and you'll make money or you, you don't feel like you'll figure it out. I'm like, I'm doing what I love. But I'm not making money. And that was one of the point where like, I just had to like do my own thing, like make my own money. Cause I'm making strength cartel money. I'm, I'm making other people money, but I'm not making myself like for myself, you know? So once I started like focusing on like doing it from like just making money for me, that was just like, I don't know. It just felt good. Like, cause everything's in your control. Like when you're like, you know, working for somebody or you're doing something, you're just like, oh, I'm waiting on this check. Like, I, and I get paid more, I get paid more. You're just waiting for a raise or something like that. And it's like the waiting game. Are you going to wait? Or are you going to go like take it and grab it? You know, so mm-hmm. I had to just like, you know, take what I like, get what I, I wanted, what I wanted. Like I had, I always had like a vision of like, you know, do my own thing. But if no one's like, if you don't believe in yourself, like 
like no one was. I didn't have my mom or like I didn't have no man. I don't have a mentor. I don't have people like yeah, Kevin, you could do it or like do your own thing or whatever. You had anybody that gave you some advice for any of that? Nah, I never had mm. anybody like that. So like I was just like I had a like I don't know. It just felt good when like you personally want better for yourself. You know, because sometimes, like, you got to have your friend, like, hey, like, go do this. Or, Mark, make that fucking slingshot. Or, like, you know, I know I'm going to buy it. Like, you know, like, you have to, like, pe- I'm gonna, people aren't going to buy this. Like, pe- people are going to believe in me. You got to, at the end of the day, believe in yourself. And, like, that was, like, once I, like, like, once you believe in yourself, it's, like, n- the, like nothing's going to stop you. Cause you c- and then once you do do it, you have that confidence. Like, hey, I said I was going to do it, and I did it. And then you just, like, so that means I can do anything I'm set my mind to. Yeah. But if you don't, like. Do that on your own. I feel like you're never going to, or like someone helped you like do it. It's like, it never really like, you never really got it like on your own. So yeah, that's like, that's all I would say on that. Pop Project fam, this episode is brought to you by Vivo Barefoot Shoes. We've been wearing these shoes for almost a year now. They're flexible. They have a wide toe box. They allow your feet to get connected to the ground and they will make your feet stronger and they don't look like shit. Like a lot of these other barefoot shoes. Andrew, how can they get them? You guys got to head over to vivobarefoot.com and check out enter promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off your entire order. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Let's get back to this video. Did your uh, parents, um, do you feel like they had uh, like a, like limiting, uh, self-limiting minds in a way? Like, um, I would say um, like coming from like, like, uh, like just like I would say like a lower income family, like like we're not like super poor, but like I live in Irvine. It's a pretty nice area. It's like really nice, honestly. And um, it's just like uh, not having like all like uh, like I would just say like a uh, like when you don't have money, you can't think like that mindset, like the entrepreneur mindset or like the boss mindset, because you're just living paycheck to paycheck, like you know. So you're not thinking like oh like you know you could go do your own thing. Like definitely, my mom was kind of like she didn't. I remember when I was younger, when I got that first job, she's like, I don't want you to like be here forever. Like I want you to go and like you know do something you like and do something you love. Because at the end of the day, my mom got you know she graduated college, all that stuff, and then she got a normal job like a like a like a management job, and she's been stuck there for like twenty plus years. And like people just get stuck, you know. It's like she she's smart. She could do whatever she want, and but it's like she don't have that like inside of her like knowing she can do it because she's never done anything by herself but like you know like just the fact of like changing your body you did that yourself like you know that's that confidence like lifting gives you because like mm-hmm. i did that mm-hmm. no one made you curl the weight you know like you changed your body so like i just think it's harder for like it's like a mindset it's hard to have an old dog learn a new trick same with people the older you get it's harder to teach that like you know, that entrepreneur mind saying, like, go get it. And, like, so maybe your parents afforded you the ability to think exactly. the way you're able to think. That's what That's I cool. think. That's what 100%. And, like, I want to give them, like, I want to, sh- it's it's so cool, like, um, to, like, my mom and dad, they, they see me, like, doing my own thing, like, you know, like, having fun. And, like, it makes them proud, bro. And it, it's good because, cool. like, um, like, obviously, you want to make your parents proud and stuff like that. And so, like, the fact that they, when they tell people it feels really good because they're like, yeah, like, they're always like, oh, how'd you get, how's Kevin get into working out? Like, he did it on his own. We never did anything. So <laughs> they're very, like, proud because they never really had to, like, push me to do all the stuff that I've always wanted to do and compete. It's just kind of like, he's always wanted it. We've supported him. And, um, yeah, and I, I'll help my parents, like, any way they can with, like, my platform and stuff like that. And, um, it's a uh, like I said it's just like a different like they're they're very like they're hard workers like you know like some people got to be a hard like that's all they know is like hard work so they're going to be like in a 
a, a place like where they just work all the time. Like my mm-hmm. dad's in like the automotive industry, just tires. So all that fool knows is tires. Like that's it, cars and tires. That's like his mindset. My mom, you know, she does like paperwork stuff for like a big makeup company. So like that's kind of like all she knows. So it's like at the end of the day, you got to just figure out like what you're going to do because that's, that's it. That's all you're going to do. That's all you're going to know. But I feel like once you get to like a level, like even when I worked at the the warehouse jobs, I figure out like, Man, like once I get once you get once you get money, it's easy to think like to start a business. But when you don't have money, it's like to start a business. You're like, no, this can't. This is gonna stop me. This is gonna stop me. So like that's the the hard part. Once that's why I'm like, once you have money, it's easy to make money. But when you don't come like come for money or have money to invest in, and if it doesn't work, oh, it's okay. I have something else. It's like you're scared to spend those money because you're just like, bro, this is my baby. Like this. But you gotta, you can't. It's like the thing: scared money don't make money. So you can't be scared to like invest, and f- you can't be scared to fail, like they say, you know, because not everything is gonna work, you know. Yeah. Uh, for you, who were some people that like? Because you said you started working with Rich Piana, Big SC Boy. Um, who were some people that maybe? And in- did anybody inspire you to try anything or do anything? Like when you were coming up, or did you have any people that you were looking at in fitness? Like I like that. I like what they're doing. I want to try to do that on my own. Um, I no, honestly, like, never really, like, looked up to, like, people and saying, like, like, I've looked up to, like, what they've done or what they, like, I, yeah, like, legit, yeah. like, always, a, like, a, uh, respected, like, people's, like, I would say, like, kind of sounds gay, but, like, their bodies, like, you know, like, um, all the old school body, but, like, a Kevin Lebron, a Fex Wheeler, mm-hmm. you're like, damn, those fools are, like, you know, they're, they're, like, I look up to those guys, but yeah. it's not, like, like, I want to, like, be like them or, like, mm-hmm. uh, like they motivate like on the way like what the body can do and stuff like that mm-hmm. but as far as like even a strength athlete or like like i just i'm more like i just want to like i don't know for me like i just have like i don't like i want to just be like like my i say like my legacy or like my goal in life is to be like when i'm dead i want to be remembered like forever like i want to have a legacy kind of like a like the the old like um like the fucking warriors like in Troy like you know in that movie Troy where he's all <laughs> yeah. like oh you're gonna go fight that big guy he's like mm-hmm. yeah and he's like I wouldn't want to fight him he's like that's why no one remember you I remember that line. like mm-hmm. that that's that's the mindset I have and like that's why like um like I just had like like a ch- like not a chip on my shoulder but just like I just always wanted to be like a I would just say like a bad motherfucker kind of like a Mike Tyson bro like I I would say Mike Tyson is someone I like look I would I looked up to as mm-hmm. a younger person when I was like watching all his YouTube videos because I was like man this guy's interesting like he's very like aggressive but then he's calm and then people think he's dumb but he's he studies like warriors and you know it's a lot about history and all this stuff so like and it, he kind of seemed like comp like you know that was one person where I like and I was I'm, I'm he's way older than me like I was even like born when he was fighting and stuff like that mm-hmm. but obviously YouTube you get to see history and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that thank God for YouTube but kind of someone like that because I kind of feel like uh you know he was just like I don't know, like to me, he's like a spe- like 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 a sp- all he you know Cuss found him and he was just he trained him to be a boxer and a fighter mm-hmm. and like that's all Mike Tyson knew he didn't yeah. they didn't really teach him how to turn it off so like that's how for me I feel like all I know is training I had like someone like a Chad or a coaches just tell me what to do I'll, I'm like a I feel like I'm a good like like a like I'll, you tell a me sponge. jump off a bridge yeah a sponge I'll jump off a bridge like if I have a coach like I'll do anything to like you know resp- uh, like make them look good and like I want to like that's like where the football comes from like like if you have a good football coach you want to make like you know you're playing for them and you're playing for yourself too but yeah. it's like yeah like that's my coach man like I, I, I'm, I'm, res- I'm, I'm like representing him you know mm-hmm. so like uh, I would say like that type of like mindset like that 
but gotcha. yeah, I don't really like. I'm trying to think of people. Like, what about like uh, getting like getting help from Chad and like? I think probably at the time he had his own gym. Like, did some of that kind of open your eyes a bit to like, oh, maybe that's something I could do one day or? Yeah, honestly, kind of crazy how fast how everything unfolded because I know what it takes to run a gym. I know how much it costs. I've seen people like fail and I people, you know, people run gyms and I've been around that gym. So I was always like, I'm never going to have a gym. Like, this shit costs a lot of money. That's what I'm saying. My mindset was different because I was broke, dog. Like, I've, I've been broke for a long time until I started my own business. So, like, I couldn't even think like that. Like, I was doing what I love, just training. Like I said, like, like Andre, I wasn't, when I was on Strength Cartel, I wasn't really thinking so much like, the future or like when i'm just live i'm come training i'm i'm eat sleep train go to bed like that's that's all i was like Mm -hmm. my mindset like how can i get stronger that's all i was doing i wasn't trying to think like about the future and stuff like that but that's why i said it um my mindset wasn't there because i would just say like my like when you're making such low money and i I was okay with making low money as long as i had food to eat and a place to train i was happy you know and so once i got made more money i was like man like it's easier to like see the bigger picture, you know, see what yeah. you can do in life and all that stuff. But I had to like first make that money first and then kind of have that initial like mindset switch. But when you're kind of like, it's kind of nice though. Like when you're like, uh, I was kind of like, I would say scared to do my own thing. Cause I'm like, man, is I'm going to buy my stuff. But when you're like, a, I would say like rock bottom or like somewhere really low, like yeah. money wise, you know, where else, like how much more lower can you get? You can only go up. So like that was kind of my mind. Like, why am I scared of making less money than I am now? Like, like mm-hmm. I can go make a minimum. I could go work a job and get paid more than I'm getting paid right now. You know. Mm-hmm. So it's like don't get, don't think like that. So I was like, only I can only can is go up or like whatever. Say a big company sponsored me and they're gonna you know pay me ten thousand a month. Like that's it. Like you ain't getting paid no more else. You can work all these hours. You're you're capped, and that that sucks to have like that cap. You wanna be able to make. I could make thirty grand in a month. I could make forty grand in a month, and like. That's mine. Like now, oh, you made forty grand, but we keep uh, you only making. T- you're like you, you made ten, you know, but we made forty that month. So, just like that, that that having that control is definitely different. Tell me about these dogs that you got with you. Mm-hmm. My dogs, man, Tyson and Snow. Always been a dog person. Yes, always been a dog person. My uncle um, had dogs, pit bulls growing up, and um, this, he, this guy used to even fight one of them, and uh, his name his name was Untouchable. And um, bro, wait, like dog fights? Yeah. Oh, go to L.A. You know, um, they always had dog fights in the '90s and stuff like that. They don't have them no more, especially after Michael Vick. But, uh, <laughs> I was uh, thinking about that. What's it called? Um, bro, the most friendliest dogs, loving dogs. I would go in the cages with them, play with them. I never knew Monko fought him until he told me he was like until I was older and stuff. You know, I got VHS videos. I'm like, what the heck? But um, yeah, bro, like they're the best dogs. Like, and and the, I why I love them too when they call me pit bull and stuff like that. It's just like. I'm not the most friendliest looking person. I have a big old smile on my face like some people do. And like these dogs that look intimidating. Like people see them and they're like, oh my God. Like, and I, I knew that about them. But once you own a pit bull, all you like people out there, like until, until you own a dog, like your bit, your pit bull, because it was my uncle's dog, you know. But when, until you own a dog, damn, you really like feel that. Like I get pissed off boy, when people are like kind of get like. Like, is your dog, like, not, like, more, like, meaner things, but, like, I don't know, they just, like, judge you. Like, oh, your dog bite? I'm like, why am my dog out, like, if he bites? Like, you know, I'll take him out yeah, to the restaurant. Yeah. Is he bite? I'm like, bro, why would I bring him in front of people if he bites people, you know? Just little things like that. Or, like, the other day I was at the park, they're like, oh, oh my dog uh, wants to say hi. And they're by the dog. She's like, oh, I know it's a pit bull, though, so I got to be careful. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? And so, um, 
yeah, I've always been into dogs. I always wanted my own dog. I actually got one in high school, but I was training so much. I never had time for it. So I had to give it back to my uncle. And then I was like, bro, I'm going to get a dog once I have my own, like, my own place, you know, I could have them everywhere. I go with me, take them 24 seven. And that's how you're going to create that bond. Have a good, a good dog. If you leave your dog at home all day and you get back home, of course it's going to be a little shit. They got all the energy. <laughs> they don't eat your house and stuff like that. So, um, I waited till I had my own like gym. You guys know, you're like, yeah, I go back home. My fucking dogs eating on the drywall and stuff. But, um, yeah, like, uh, um, these guys, once I waited till I got my own gym and I could take um, the dogs with me to work every day. And mm. honestly, like it was the best decision I made because like uh, it's just the it's it's awesome. Like I, I wake up, they come with me in the car, go to the gym. They know their little area in the gym. They chill. They see new people every day. They've never once like attacked anyone. They sometimes bark at people if they don't know who they are, but then they greet them. And it's just like cool because there's those dogs roaming around all over my gym. Everyone's like people in the area kind of scared because they just kind of mm. roam around. No, I never have a leash on them. Like never. They're just always roaming. Yeah. But um, they know the area. They never run away. They come. They go wow. pee outside. They come back in. And um, yeah, they just live off like no leash and stuff like that. And they're uh, yeah, it's like I, I feel like for a dog that's the best feeling because they feel like they're free. You know, like uh-huh. I would hate to be on a leash all the time. Some uh, pit bulls can be aggressive though, right? Like oh yeah, depending on like the owner and it's all it's just like a kid dog just yeah, like a kid yeah. these these things are just like it's just like a, a you know just like a kid if you don't raise a kid right or you're aggressive they seen you you know baby mama drama fighting all the time that kid most likely gonna have problems you know mm-hmm. but um and then same thing you get these cute little dogs and they're babies like a baby all cute or the toddler they're like one two three they're freaking cute as hell but they're acting like a like you know they're not listening. I have a niece. She's three. She's cute as shit. And like you know, it's so hard to discipline her because you know she's just so cute and she does like you know little things she's not supposed to. And you're just like, oh my god, I just want to hit her right now, you know. But like, I'm not saying hit your hit your kids. But like my sister has to. You have to be mean. You have to be stern. That's how I say stern. Mm. People like um, you ask me, oh, you need did rules. You, you need rules. There mm. you go. And like you ask me if I've like trained the dog. I've trained the dogs earlier. I'm like, I, I get that asked all the time. Are you? Have you take the time to train them i'm no dog trainer i've never had any experience but like when they fuck up or they do something they're not supposed to like i'm hard on them like i'll yell at them i'll spank them on the butt like i i'm very hard on them because like i want them to listen and yeah and if they you're not and but if they're you're, super obedient like the thing is it's like your dogs look like you got a trainer or you like <laughs> yeah. you know you did a yeah. while but no i did it man they're yeah but like i swear just because when they were really young, I was on them. And like, it's just like a kid. They say the first four years of a child is the most important. Cause if you're not there in the first four years and they're, they're not going to remember you or learn anything in those first four years. So those mm. first four years, you need to set all the rules and boundaries or else they're going to get to life and they're not going to have any rules and boundaries. And that's why they're going to get into trouble and all that stuff. So you just got to be very, you got to just be there for them and just be like yeah. what you want to do and stuff like that. So yeah, my dogs, they, they're they with me. I take them in the car, like, everywhere. I mm-hmm. even go freaking uh, street racing with them. They'll be, in, hey. they'll, they'll be in the back with me and stuff like that. They they're, they got used to it. They would throw up, and then <laughs> they, they they got used to oh my my, my crazy lifestyle. But, yeah, they're with me everywhere, dog. Like, I even if they—and that's the thing. People are like, you know, they say you could take a dog, you bring a pit bull. They're like, oh, is it a—yeah, ser- it's a service dog. And they'll just they'll be like, oh, okay, because, like, they technically can't say nothing and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, so people, We actually have some uh, service dog vests. Oh, there you go. There you go. I might need to grab one of those. 
Yeah, oh, so yeah. they're on Amazon. Yeah, I know. I need. A, <laughs> I just need to get all the paperwork and stuff because sometimes you go to places and they really like do. Or they're really like we want to see the paperwork, even though they're not supposed to and stuff. And I'm just like, bro, like my dog's quiet. Like quiet. He don't bark. Like he hasn't mm-hmm. barked. He's been here once. And like I, I go to other places and the dogs are yapping. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, bro. Like the other day I went to go eat and then I brought my dogs and uh, everyone. Every dog was in there just barking at my dogs and my dogs are just no barking. Your dogs also eat carnivore, right? We were just yes, talking about that. raw like meat. Raw meat and, mm-hmm. and organs? Yes, raw meat and organs. Okay, let me ask you this real quick. And I know we're talking about dogs right now. But, <laughs> like, um, where do you get your meat? And how how like, how like much does it cost you to do that? Is it an expensive thing to just feed them meat all the time? or Because um, I should on, be doing that. <laughs> yeah, you definitely should. So yeah. where I'm at, um, they have um, they have farmer markets everywhere, but mm-hmm. there's a in the farmer market. And I only knew this. I don't go to farmer markets. I only knew this because my friend she has pit bull and she had a bunch of skin problems. And um, there's a guy at the farmer market that sells dog food, and he has his own ranch, and he like you know he gets all the chicken and he has all that stuff. So and the the like everything's natural, you know. So basically, it's just like a lot of chicken breast, and then like I said, a little bit of liver, and mm-hmm. then crushed up bones. So you like like a normal a puppy can't eat a, a full bone, but like a normal dog could break the bone and that's why those dogs are so strong because like they're legit eating bones like calcium you know mm-hmm. so that the mixture is a i get a one pound bag it's um it's like 265 275 for a one pound bag and they eat like because they eat all of it so what you know what's really cool is how i know it, it like works is when they shit he barely shits anything and it's like mm-hmm. crop dust like it comes out like almost dry and mm. it's like, and when I let him eat kibble. It's a normal little turd. Yeah, it's like a normal little turd. But think about it, when you eat healthy, it's like a normal little poop. But you eat like something bad, it's fucking a shitload of poop. Why? Because your body did not absorb that. Mm. So they're, when I used to feed them like chicken breast, like cooked food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, same type of food, but cooked, they would have huge shits and it would be watery. Yeah. So they're not absorbing it. And then one time some guy came by my gym, he, he gave me a box of dog food. He said it's like all organic, a freaking salmon. It's uh-huh. like a holistic dog food. I gave it to them, bro. They threw up and mm. shitted like the most biggest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, and it just makes sense. It didn't even go through. They didn't digest it. And so, like, I've been f- feeding my dogs um, on this for like over a year now, and they eat anywhere from, let's see, each of them eat two pounds a day. Okay. Okay. So, um, honestly, I don't even really. Like think about it for the like the money wise. I want them to live a long life, so I'm not like doing. I'm sure I'm I'm dog food. I'm sure it's a little bit more expensive and stuff like that. But if you can find somewhere that has the good raw like raw dog food, Mm -hmm. and the thing is, it's gonna take. It's like a human body. Like you gotta slowly introduce it to them. If you if they're eating kibble and you just give them raw dog food, they're most likely gonna throw up. Mix it. So you have to mix it in slowly, and then slowly just start taking out the kibble. I think it's like a week a week process. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't do that. I right away I gave. Tyson like uh, the raw food so he kind of threw up like two only two three days and then after that he didn't throw up and he yeah. was back to like on the normal raw food and um, another good thing with that food is you'll notice um, you know like a lot of dogs are crazy for food right yeah. I, told, I told him the guy that I get the food I'm like hey I think my dog doesn't like the food no more he's like nah he's just not food driven he's like that's a good thing he said dogs that are like uh, very like starving for food that means they're bought they're new like they're like that because they're not getting any nutrients uh-huh. like their body is not absorbing the food so that's why they see a treat or they want uh, some type of food they're fucking starving because they don't have the nutrients but like my dog yeah you say a treat you'll get excited but to eat it'll depends if it's really hungry it'll eat but it's a, it'll pick at it and then eat it a, l- a little bit later but it's not like they ever leave anything they eat all the food but i just noticed they're not like 
starving for like nutrients like that. So yeah. maybe try out that raw food and you'll like it, bro. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do that, dude. You gotta uh, you gotta tell us about the caddy. Like, oh, how fast is this fucking thing? <laughs> My car, man, it's yeah. it's fast, bro. Uh, stock, it goes to 200 miles an hour. It's the first Cadillac ever to hit 200 miles an hour. They took it to the Autobahn in Germany when it first came mm-hmm. out. Um, but yeah, I did a bunch of mods to that thing. That thing is not stock. So <laughs> yeah, so I was like, wait uh, you a ain't second. Never, <laughs> you ain't never gonna go 200 miles an hour unless you go to Germany, because like, where are you gonna find that road to do that? You know. Right. But uh, I guess knowing that you could go, you could go 200 miles is kind of cool. You know, in a little family sedan. But, yeah, four uh, doors too. Yeah. Like, God damn. But yeah, I've always been into cars, man. I have another car that I first started building. That was like my first car uh, I bought when I was like nine, 18 or 19 years old. It was a 92 uh, Fox Body Mustang. And um, This clip's hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> hilarious. But, what was um, the car next to you? That's a McLaren uh, 720S. Right. It's making like 900 horsepower. It's like all souped up, but he like spun the tires right there. So <laughs> See ya. Yeah. But um, <laughs> that's, my, that's my other hobby, like everyone uh in lifting i mean or like lifting is my hobby i would say but if i was not into <clears throat> lifting yeah. i would be in the the car the car world learning how to like i i think that interests me too like motors and how they work like that's just like it, it's it's interesting to me so i like to learn about that stuff and you know it's crazy to think you know people were doing that in like the 30s and why you know. not do both yeah exactly right. no that's why as having my own like brand mm-hmm. and my own platform mm-hmm. it's nice that i get a mix in both because you know everyone in the car community everyone wants to be somewhat fit so it's just like it could, any anything can transition over you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. um even dogs like they're my passion so like i like slowly introducing the dogs and stuff like that into the fitness thing because everyone that's like in the dog world they want to have healthy dogs but they're fat <laughs> you know so it's just like <laughs> yeah. come on bro you gotta you gotta lead by it's uh, lead by example and stuff like that so but the dog world is cruel, man. It, there's no like. It's just like a. It's way worse than the humans. Like the. There's no like a, like a FDA or there's no like a, a third party testing. So mm. whatever they put on, like they could sell like this is salmon oil, uh, fat omegas, all this stuff. Bullshit. There's mm. there might be, but why? Who are you gonna trust? Like it's at the end of the day, it's a business, dog. Like this is all, all the world revolves around money. So it's like you think there really is pure omegas in there. So mm. like. That's the bad thing about the dog. And that's why even for me, like, I was like, man, I'm going to make money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make some dog stuff. But, like, bro, like, I would just be, like, being another bad person in this world, like, fucking up these dogs, making money off, like, stuff. I I would make, I couldn't go to bed, like, good at night knowing I'm just making money and, like, kind of shortening animals' lives by putting fillers in there. I could come up with my own dog food, kill it, probably, and all this stuff. But I'm like, nah, man, I, I don't want to do that stuff. Like, I'm thinking, I'm working on, like, doing collars right now and stuff like that. But, like, food-wise and stuff like that, I'm trying to look into somehow do, like, the raw thing and stuff like that. But you mm-hmm. just got to have a lot of space, bro. That's a lot of, a lot of work, you know. But I'm trying to slowly uh, just help, help out, like, the animals out there and just, you know, really show that, like, you know, it's, it's kind of – it's really messed up. Like, out there, like, they're, they're animals, so you're going to do anything for your animal. Yeah. And they find better st- – oh, this is what you need to do for your dog. And it's really not the – it's just, like, bullshit, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, you got to um, figure that stuff out, like, on – what's real or not but yeah the dog that's what it sucks about the dog stuff it doesn't have any like regulation and stuff not like you know we have fda at least make sure it's somewhat good just to put in our body but um yeah man i always like uh you got i feel like for the lifting stuff it's very easy to get like wrapped up in like lifting it's very good to like go ease your mind into something else you know even if it's just like a walk or like if you like there's something just to like clear your mind off the weight room all the time because if you're there all the time it kind of gets like 
I don't know, like boring or depressing. Like sometimes you feel like your might lifts not going anywhere or anything. It's nice to have like a place to like, I don't know, like recharge or like go somewhere mm-hmm. and like get a different outlook and stuff. What are some other things that you do aside from lifting in cars? You watch, you get a chance to watch any TV, like movies, anything like that? Um, video games? Not a video game person. I played like video games when I was younger and stuff like Madden and San Andreas, mm-hmm. Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> little things like that, you know? But, uh, yeah, I'm not a TV person. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like classic movies, and, you know, I've seen all the old, like, good movies, and, you know, I like I like watching movies, but I've never been a stay-at-home. Like, I can't – it's hard for me to be at home. Ever since I was a kid, I would get up, be outside, riding my bike or doing something, something physical or, like, you know, being outside. Mm. But, like, being inside, I'm, not, I'm never – I'm not that – I like when I would um, – I could like just be outside and just like seeing cars going by, washing my car. Like just legit being outside is legit. Like I like it. I don't like being inside in a house. Like that's just like I don't know, not me. So do you watch football, bro? I love football so much I can't even watch it. Mm-hmm. Like I, you want to play it? Yeah, I, I'll cry. I legit will like like cry. Like legit. That's how I have a I, anything. I'm I'm very passionate about things I love. And like um, I love you know, football. I love lifting. I love my dog. I love my cars. So like anything, I'm just a very passionate person. So like I used to watch football all the time, but yeah, legit. Like when I watch football, I'm I feel like I'm just not into it no more because I used to be so into it. Yeah. So like when I watch it, like legit, it makes me just miss it so much. Like I'm over here just like yelling or like you know mm-hmm. this guy should have done that. Look mm-hmm. at that guy, he fucked up. I'd be like, Dad, look at this lineman not doing this. Like, but at the end of the day, I I can watch football, but to me, like as I got older. It just doesn't do anything for me no more. Like I don't, um, like you know, we all have the, we all we only have twenty four hours every day. So I'm just like watching a football game. What's that gonna What's that gonna get me? You know, like I don't really see the point of it. it no burns more. a lot of time. It burns a lot of time. You know, people yeah. bet money. Then you start. Then you're becoming like you're betting all the time on these games and stuff like that. Um, so I've never like ever since I stopped playing football. Legit, I just kind of stopped. Even when I was playing in high school, I was so tired from working out. I could barely get up on Sunday to watch the games i'd be watching like the the one o'clock games because i'd be sleeping in from you know when i got done with that football game on a friday or saturday and be sleeping all sunday because i was so tired but yeah i don't really watch too much football i just i'm I'm just a chill person bro i smoke i smoke a lot of weed that's like probably what how i i just get to chill and like not do too much because some people are like hiking and stuff like we don't be hiking man my girl likes to hike she'd be like come on babe i went on one hike the first time i was like yep my achilles and my calves like it wasn't even my heart dog like it was was my uh my my ankles and my calves like i was so tight i was like i ain't gonna be able to squat for like a week my ankle my heels coming up when i'm squatting because my ankles and calves so like i just i'm I'm a very chill person like i just go to the gym and go back eat home smoke chill you know do a little like during the week i don't like i feel like i don't really do too much just do work and on the weekend that's when i take my car have some fun because there's just so much traffic so it's like during the week people are working so during the week it's i see it as like that's work you know i'm like working and then the weekend's more like all right let's go have some fun go for a drive go get some food you know get it go get out and stuff like that you know so but other than that my free time pretty chill person tell us about uh real quick because you talked to us about how i think you got some work done on your hip or your glute and then oh, you immediately you pulled like a 40 pound pr 45 your, pound pr that never happens yeah yeah um yeah my boy oscar bro he um randomly hit me up um through instagram came to my gym He's like, I want to work on you. And I'm like, yeah, man, come through. He worked on me. And I've had tons of people work on me. And no one opened him, opened me up like him. And all he did 
was like we we're talking about pressure. Can you pull up Oscar's Instagram? He just, by the uh, way? He just would you know put his uh, Oscar O something Oscar O. Uh, I'll, I'll find, find it. it. Yeah. Um. But all, all in the day, I was laying on my my belly. He would just put like for five minutes, put pressure on his elbow on my glute, and just kind of slowly move my hip. And I said, I would just breathe. That's the biggest thing you guys need to hear. Breathing, like that. You know, when you have that pressure, you guys breathe through your nose, breathe it out. It's very that's easy to hold your breath. Yes, taking those really. Yeah, you want to take it really deep breaths, and like that's when I felt the release in my hips. And like, I'm telling you, even my lats too. He was working on my lats. And like I said, I pulled that 45-pound PR when my hips were, like, the most loosest. And I've never felt like that because he left me. <laughs> he came over here to Sacramento to finish yeah. some, like, school stuff, you know. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like, that, the mobility is huge. If you guys don't, are lacking mobility, like, you need to work on that before it gets bad because you can you – can, like, like we were talking about, I probably have an 800-pound delif in me, but I just don't know because I'm so locked up, you know. Even yeah. for my bench press, I've been bench pressing – 405 since i was 18 i'm 28 my best bench is 441 in competition like i've mm-hmm. done 455 out of competition like it was a pause bench and everything yeah. but like i know i have more in me if i can just really use more of my activation and my muscles so that's my part i'm i'm really dealing with right now and i'm going to focus on like this year especially i just competed two weeks ago and i kind of felt like i got that like motivation again to like get uh get my body right because like it's like I'm I'm not running on all cylinders and I'm like competing and and I'm like it to me it's like pointless like that's why I haven't competed in so long because um, I only will compete to like break records or like you know um, hit PRs yeah, hit PRs or anything I'm not gonna go there for a medal or trophy I've done tons of competitions so there's done nationals done all the world things like there's really no point of doing it so like I'm just now trying to get my body a hundred percent because you know past two years I've been really focused on my my brand but now it's like I need to just because I have personal goals for, like, for myself. I've been wanting to be number one in the world at 181 for such a long time. I've never even been – I was, like I said, when I first competed, I was 181. I mean 165 open men's, but it wasn't popular. Then it started getting more popular. There's only one other person stronger than me at 165 and named Ross Petkoff. And he's the only other person I would go compete against when I would do like all the USPAs and like, yeah. Vegas and stuff like that. And um, I was – I could easily beat him, but I didn't know how to cut weight. I was cutting weight on my own, and then I never bulked back up. I would cut weight easily to a 65, and I couldn't put it back on. Mm-hmm. And um, shout out Stan Efforting. He, he um, showed me how to do all that stuff. It took trial and error. But now I got that down to a T, bro. Like, you guys want to learn how to cut weight, go to my website. I have, like, a whole program on there on how to do it. And, like, I can lose. I, for this last meet I did two weeks ago, I lost 18 pounds in seven days, and I put it all back on in uh, that one day, too. And wow. I felt great. Good. And I haven't come, yeah. and I didn't lose. I didn't. That was my first time like dropping weight too in like four <clears throat> years. So it's kind of a little like it's just mental, you know. I, I like I said, I like doing hard things. So like doing that, like sacrificing, I love that shit. Like it gets me in a like a competitive like mindset. Like how did you do in the competition? Um, I did first. I did good. Like I was, it was more of a tune up meet. I just went there to get my body like back into like kind of the the preparation what it takes and kind of like feel it again because. It's like, you know, you forget how much, how beat up like a full power meat is, you know? So I just, you know, I, I think I did like a six, I did a 600 squat, like a 425 bench. And then I pulled 672. I missed 700 twice. I think I got scared, bro. I just, I don't know. I got all like nervous. 
I tried that. It was a that and kabuki, the reason, but the kabuki re- bar. I've never tried that thing. That thing is whippy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For you though, like you said, you've pulled seven sixty five before, but something did happen to your knee recently, right? Like, yes. That's why you're being a little bit cautious. Yeah, that's why I don't even went cautious on a squat. Like my right knee, just for some reason, when I bend it, like I'm getting a lot of pressure mm. in it, and um, a lot of it I know has to do with mobility in my like ankle and my calf because it needs. Obviously, when your knee's going over your toe like that, so it has to do with mobility, and. Um, yeah, so I'm just really trying to break all that up because, like I said, my whole right side of my body is tight, and yeah. that's where I'm. I'm. I'm like I feel it when I'm lifting, like my right lat, my right hip, all that stuff. So, like I said, I'm pulling around 700 on a bad, like a, such an imbalanced leg and a knee yeah. and a hip. Once I get this hip and knee, like I, I, I'll hopefully be be up there with the big dogs at 181 because. Man, that the the records up there are just crazy. Oh, and John Hacks have some of those numbers. Yeah, yeah I I, ta- I saw I trained with him the other day, and he was like some random. I'm like, oh, you still number one, one eighty one. He's like, no, so this other guy has it. I'm like, who's this other guy? Yeah, like, yeah, like, and I was like, damn, I don't even know who he is. Like, I, it's so funny. Like, I feel like old in this game now, right. in the powerlifting game, because like I've been in it for, from when it first started. And it was funny. I did this competition two weeks ago, like a little small meet in San Diego, and people are like. Some people didn't know who I was, and they're just all like, "Oh, um, have you competed before? Like, <laughs> is this your first meet?" I'm like, "I'm like, no, yeah, I've competed before, and like stuff like that." It's mm-hmm. just funny because like it's just I feel like a like a like a veteran because like, I just haven't competed. And now there's all these younger people and stuff like that, and I'm like, dog. I'm feeling old, and I'm only 28 years old, dog. What the heck? Before we before this podcast finishes, man, you got to tell the Louis story because that shit, <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Oh, oh, RIP to the goat right there, Louis, man. Yeah, so when I did that SPF meet, um, it was all the West Side guys were there. I remember yeah. Don, seeing Donnie Thompson, bro. He was he was like trying to total three thousand or something. I don't know if it was huge, like wearing the suit and everything. Yeah. And I think he squatted like I don't know, like close to two thousand that day or something. But yeah, basically Louis Simmons saw me warming up in the back, and and you were hey, like seventeen at the yeah, time. Yeah, I was only right? seventeen. I had no idea who he was, and he was just all like, "Hey, man, you're you're a strong kid." Oh, thank you. He's like, we got to get you in a suit before you get hurt. And I was just like, that shit's gay. Like, I was like, <laughs> the first thing I told him, bro, because like, it's I thought Louis that was. Simmons. Yeah, it's Louis Simmons, bro. And he just walked away. He just turned his back on me. I remember like it was yesterday. And then I told Chad and all the other West Side guys at dinner, like at night, once went to go eat. I was like, hey, man, this old man told me to fucking put a suit on. And they're like, oh man was he like tatted and i'm like yeah and they're like was he bald like i think so he's like a louis simmons bro that like the freaking most like he's like he's a legend they're just saying all this stuff i don't know who that is and it was funny because like even like i really didn't know who he was and then like last time go on they talk about west side barbell the reverse hyper and then everyone (laughs) everyone all scared of him and shit like that i'm like bro i told this fool to like kick rocks pretty much you know but yeah bro it was was crazy i just remember like laughing about that and stuff like that but Uh, yeah i've always been about just raw strength man no wrist wraps no knee sleeves no even when i train i only thing i wear is knee sleeves because like that's what you can wear in competition like i see people benching with the elbow things i'm like bro you can't wear that in competition like why do you wear that like it's just gonna it's a mental fuck because when you don't have it on you Mm -hmm. feel naked like you know so i'm like just try to train with the most least amount of uh, equipment as possible and then you know, I, you know, I remember. Uh, it's crazy. I have like visual image, visual like like things you just remember in your head. Um, 
uh, so when Stan was uh, breaking the record at your gym at Super Training, he was warming up in the back, and I remember just seeing him warm up, and people were putting on like elbow things and all this stuff, and Stan was all like, "Yeah, the older you get, the more gimmicks you need," <laughs> you know, <laughs> like all the little shits he was putting on to like keep his elbow good and his right. knees good, and I just started laughing about that because like it made sense. Like when you're young, you don't need that shit. Body feels good, and then you're older, you're like, "Oh yeah, my back, my elbow, my knee, and stuff like that." So I remember Stan saying that stuff and. It's like little cues and stuff. That's it's just crazy. That it was such a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Did you get the? I sent over the. Yes. Instagram. I just got this picture right here. And Oscar, our boy Oscar. This is Oscar. He's hey. Fine. It's cool to see him. Um, like running more and stuff because, like, mm-hmm. I mean, um, oh, like, he got in really good shape, bro. He well, lost that, a lot of weight. Yeah, he was fat. He was pretty. <laughs> he was fat. He he was, was fat. <laughs> no, he was fat. No. He would come to the gym and like do some stuff and he was, you know what it is, what I get kind of like, um, like what I see a lot of people do is like, you know, you go a place and you try to do what they're doing. Like you go to a powerlifting gym and then you start powerlifting. Like you should do what you, you do, you know, like mm-hmm. if you want to like be, a, be, want to be like a calisthenics person, you're a powerlifting gym, even though they have everything, do calisthenics, don't try the powerlifting. Yeah. And when you come to the gym, he'd be doing a lot of powerlifting. And then I'd be like, homie, you got to get like his hit, his knees would be coming in his, you know, he's going hit because he's pretty strong. But now I see him doing like more running and stuff like that. I'm like, that's, that's more you, that, that's what you can, and now he's having fun. Like I could, I could tell he's really motivated and like, you know, <laughs> and then the day when I talk about Oscar is um, a lot of people I get worked on. Bro, it's the end of the day. They're in it for the business. Like, you could tell when people are passionate and they really, truly want to help you. This guy really wants to help you. Like, he has that, I have that, I get that vibe from him where he cares. Like, other people, yeah, 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 I hope you have whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, they see you as like a dollar sign or like a monthly mm-hmm. income, you know? It's just like, you could, I'm very good at reading people's energy on like, are they trying to help me or are they just trying to like, you know, get some money off me and stuff? And that kid, like I said, he really helped me a lot, man. Got my hips right. And he's really good at what he does. He's done some. And he's work. like a type of person that doesn't have that much school. He had a mentor um, over there in L.A. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, how do you know all this stuff? And he just kind of told me. I'm like, bro. He studies a lot. And he has yeah. countless books. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's good, man. That's how you That's how you got to never, you know, feel like you can't. But the, Stan told me this too. He's like, as soon as you stop learning, that's when you stop like growing and getting yep. stronger because you're just, you're making yourself dumber. You know, you got to keep be an open book. And I see Stan, like, Maffle is super smart, man. That guy's be trying to, you know, get his brain out there and just like learn from different people. Uh-huh. It's it's cool to see um him like change or like him just pursue what he wanted to do and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Can you read Oscar's uh, Instagram? I don't know how. Maybe you'll be have a better shot at saying his last name. Uh, uh, Oscar Oguin. Yeah. How do you say Oguin. Yeah. Oguin. Yeah. But what do you want me to read? OSC dot something. OSC dot O L G U I N underscore five. Yeah. He works for Active Body Work or with Active Body Work here in Sacramento. So if you guys want to get body work done. That dude, that dude has the hands. <laughs> I go to him almost every week. My wife uses him. I think you used him before. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to schedule man. another appointment soon. I've been forgetting. But yeah, he's fucking, he is good. He's good. Very that good. That's good, man. I'm proud of that guy. It's cool. I remember like, yeah, she's, yeah, I'm going to go. Mark Bell hit me up and all that stuff. I'm like, that's cool, bro. It's all about connections and network. Like, that's what this social media and stuff and the, like, it's crazy just like your network even like for my brand and stuff like my uncle as a young kid he showed me it's not about what you know it's about who you know and he you know he ever growing up he'd be like you want shoes you want this i got my homie does that my homie does this and everything was like a discount you know or he knew someone and so just that networking is power it's so powerful like even like just like 
like I said, you meet someone, they might be able to help you with that. Like we all can help each other, but mm-hmm. it's just but the network, you know, you have to be very like, you know, use the people you know and stuff like that and help each other out because I don't know. I'm very like uh, I don't like greedy people. Like I like, you know, there's enough money for everybody. There's so much. And then you can help people. You can learn something from everybody, you know? Yeah. Is your uh, brand a little bit more geared at the moment towards uh, being like kind of gym attire or are you trying to make a uh, step into like leisure wear? Or is it kind of like somewhere um, in, in between? It's like in between. Um, I would say probably more like the street wear, like, you know, like, like, like lifestyle stuff because people in the gym nowadays, like they're just going there for swag. They're not going there to like, I want a like a dry fit shirt or like, you know, I want something. They're going there just to look good. Like, you know, people are like, wear oversized tees and they're fucking small. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> you wear oversized tees when you're jacked. Like, you know, but like legit, bro. Like, <laughs> Say it again. Say it again. Like, it, it's, what is it's, this oversized shit for? Yeah. Like, bro, that's a small size, small oversized tee. Like, I swear that's what people be selling. Like, I need to get on that. Like, but yeah, like that's just like what it is. So yeah, my brand is just more like, I would say like, just uh, more lifestyle, but like obviously somewhat gym related. Like I'm gonna make a shirt, and my shirt is gonna be like a, it's gonna be like fuck your low bar squat. It's gonna say like <laughs> uh, place your place the bar here, and I'm gonna do like you know like the A7 grip thing. I'm yeah. gonna put it like only at the top, but like just like this much, so like it's only at the top because like the A7 makes it for like the low bar squat for like the yeah. whole shirt. So I'm gonna just like put it right there, but just make little like <laughs> at the end of the day, like what I want to do. Um, like what I love, like about like having your own brand. I I just want to do like like I'm doing what I want to do, putting out there what I want, and if people support that, like or like and like people already fuck with that what I what I do, so it's like it's kind of cool to put stuff out there, and then they mess with it, and they're like, okay, and then you could on social media put little things out there, like this um like I love Scarface, like the world is yours. I've mm-hmm. always uh in the movie when I saw the world is yours. I remember being a little kid, like damn, that's dope, like. The world is yours. Like we're all, you know, you can do whatever you want. So I was like, um, I was like, just the, I, my friend came in with like a shirt and it, it looked like a Scarface shirt. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna just put Rare Breed Life and the Scarface writing and like the world is yours in the back, like all big, bro. This T-shirt went crazy, the most anticipated drop ever. So down like two hours. I was like, what the heck? Like that's never happened. So like I'm learning how to create that hype and stuff like that. But just kind of getting like doing things. Like at the end of the day, I'm doing it for myself. I'm not doing it to like. Like, yeah, I want to make money, but it's not like, oh, yeah, this is going to make so much money. Like, this is going to make money. I'm just doing it. That would be a dope idea. And then I do it, and then it does work, like, how I think it's going to work. But that's kind of more, like, the freedom I have. Like, I want to make a car shirt, something like that. So I want to get more cars. I want to do more designs with my dogs. At the end of the day, I'm just doing more, like, like, I'm just doing stuff I want to do. And then people are, like, other people. It's like, um... It's like a celebrity, like or uh, a music, like a rapper. You know, they're talking about their lifestyle, what they're doing. Hey, I do that too. Like, you want to relate to people, so like, I feel like I just put out stuff I do, and people. Re- I feel like I'm very relatable. Like, people relate to me, so they're like, I like dogs, I like cars, like pits, just like me. Like, even though people see me as like whatever, like a social media person or something, I'm like, bro, I'm just a normal person. Like, I hate when people come up to me all hyped up. I'm like, what's up, bro? Like, you know, because they're just like, oh, like I don't know, like there's like super excited or something like that and i just always when i meet people i'm always just like what's up man like i'm like don't put me on that pedestal because like i just i'm like i really don't like it i kind of like it's like awkward kind of you know i'm just like what's up man like i'm just like you you know but uh yeah like that's what i would say about that like just uh how long have you had a company for i'm going on almost three years now wow. started in 2019 like near the end like uh, in the september i launched i remember 
I launched one t-shirt, three different colors. And I was like, when I started my brand, I was like, I'm just going to have like uh, some t-shirts for a little bit of merch. I, was, I had no idea about merch. I was just, I'm just going to have a little bit of t-shirts, but I'm going to sell more training programs because I get hit up every day. Like, what do you do for training? Like, how are you so strong? How are you like, um, you know, lean, whatever. And I'm just like, fuck, like I want to truly help people, but I don't want to like just give them some shitty program. Like, and you can't just like, I've tried like emailing people, but it's too much time or like, you know, one-on-one. So I'm like, how can I truly help people? But like, you know, for the training programs, and I still, I'm working on it right now with the app. It's having a video instruction showing how to do everything. And You're working on the app right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm working on an cool. app right now, my own app. And it's like, like, that's why, that's why I envisioned and a long time ago is having something of like a video tutorial because anyone can give you a program, but if you don't have the form on it, the technique, it's not going to work. Like, so and I've had people like I've get programs and then they send me their thing. I'm like, oh my God, their form is so shitty <laughs> and they're going to make me look bad. They're on my You're train. Like, I didn't mean to squat like that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> like, I haven't i still haven't to this day Sorry. taken advantage of like my <laughs> i haven't taken advantage of like my training program like sales because people obviously like they want to they see my strength and you know they're like man i want to they want to like you know get strong like me or do the same similar training that i do but i still haven't even got the chance to like i've made little programs they sell but it's like a pdf like it's not residual i'm trying to make something where it's just like you know i have a bunch of I, the app pretty much so it works so you make as many programs you want they can they can jump for all of them and they're just paying like a subscription price and then everything has like video tutorials stuff like that so that's what i'm working on but yeah like like i said i just started with three shirts but the merch blew up like crazy i remember i came back i was at the olympia uh, i was at the olympia at a, at a fit aid booth they paid they uh, like flew me out to like go lift over there they had like ct fletcher like announcing and they wanted me to like bench squat deadlift and um i remember just being so broke dog i had like I don't know, like 300 bucks to my name, like in my bank account. And I remember um, wanting some new shoes. Like I was like, man, I got to go out there. I got to look fresh. Like I want some new shoes. And we're going to the mall and being like, damn, this is like, I don't know if like my credit, my, my, my debit card going to balance. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, you know, fuck it. I, I'm going to launch tomorrow my t-shirts. I'm going to make a couple hundred bucks, like whatever. And then, so I was like, fuck, buy the shoes. I bought two of them. I was like, fuck it. This shit, I hope it goes through. <laughs> they it both went through, man. And then I remember I came back and I had like over 400 plus orders to make. I made like the most money I've ever made in my life. Like the day I, I launched and, um, I had to borrow like money from my uncle. I had an, I made that money, uh, like and some back to like pay him and then that i got like i said once i borrowed the, once i got money and i doubled my money i was good but i didn't have money to double my money so when you don't have money dog you can't even think like that mm. but you don't know when you're almost you're being broke you that's the only way if you don't have you can't even fathom thinking like that yeah it's like if you're hungry that's all you're gonna think about <laughs> is food right if you're literally hungry, you're literally like hungry you're just thinking about food like that about surviving so that's that's like the the mindset i have or like the, the what i was telling you like you can't like you have a different mindset like when that's like when you have that money it's like you start thinking different and you start like trying to be better with it and more smarter so um yeah like i said that got me on my feet and then i then i got stuck just doing merch like people were support so supportive about the merch but i you know why i think it it, my brand did so good because i never like um sold stuff on Instagram. people on instagram they get all these free stuff and they just like it just looks fake like they just um they keep on like, you know, they uh, represent companies. Oh, CBD company. Then he got a new CBD company. Then he's got another uh, uh, energy drink company. You're like, dude, how much stuff is this guy promoting? I never promoted nothing. It was just, it was just strength cartel. Like that's all I posted. I, I would just post my lifts. And then, like I was just on strength cartel, you know, and uh, that's all I did. I never like 
was like posting bullshit. So then when I was like, all right, this is my own brand. Like this is my own thing. People just want to support me. Cause like I was just like on Instagram for maybe like six years and not selling nothing, like just building my name, yeah. training, breaking records. And then when I dropped my merch, people are like, fuck yeah, we want to like support this guy. And then, so from then I just been stuck making money off merch, bro. That's all like, that's my, my biggest source of income. And, um, now I got, like I said, I got my own warehouse in Santa Ana and, um, it's like I got my own gym and stuff like that and like the gym it's not like it's a it's a money maker it makes a little bit of money but it's just a place where I could like do my fulfillment I have my own like headquarters and stuff like that so it's it's dope man I never would thought I was gonna have my own spot like I legit ran my business out of my uncle's house I live with my uncle and um we I was running everything out of like the living room, dog. Mm. Everything out the living room. I made hella money out of that living room, <laughs> and then I was like, Monk was like, "All right, we got to figure something out. You taking over the whole house?" Because then I took over the pool table. I had just clothes, just laying on the pool table, like just and I would bag up. I still do all my own orders, and um, what's it called? Uh, he's like, "We got to figure this out." So he helped me get like a, a like a warehouse. And man, the world's fucked up. Like how it's so hard to get a warehouse, like as a new business even if you have a hundred thousand in the bank they do not care they want two to three years of tax return they don't care um they they can you could lose a lot of money tomorrow so my uncle had to be like a personal guarantee personal personal guarantors like on the lease to like rent it and then um he helped me get that and then like would like if i didn't have my uncle i would not be able to get that and i would be i don't know where i would be doing this business at because like they need two years of tax return. I'm a new business. How am I going to show you two years of tax return? You know, so he helped me get on to get that warehouse, and it's been a blessing. I've been there for two and a half years, and this is dope to pull up somewhere. Like it's like a it's like a dream come true, man. I get to go in there, work out. It's my place. Drive my car in the gym if I want. Like it's just like it's everything I envision of how I wanted it. Like I legit live there. Like I I live with my uncle, but like you know when they say um you're in you're in the, uh like. When you when you made it, like that's kind of like when you like slow down or like you know you're like relaxed. Well, I'll just be in the gym rolling out, and I'm just in there by myself, and I'm just like, man, like this is what I've always wanted, and now I got it. And I just kind of like uh like reflect, like it just I just like and me think about all the hard work I put in, and like all this like how it's paid off, because like I legit feel like I haven't worked a day in my life since I was like like I said I was doing like the LA Fitness, and I was like 19 years old. Ever since then, I've just been making my own money, like figuring it out, and now I'm like my own boss and. I'm like it's I'm learning how to do like accounting and taxes like I didn't grow up learning how to manage money do any of that shit like the hell like my mindset was just like make more money like you know just keep on making more like if you're gonna spend it you better make more than you spend so like I've always been like that but now I'm trying to just be like smarter about like my money and like things like like business things like that because like I said my whole before it was just like train 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 that's all I used to think about how can I be better at football how can I be better at powerlifting now it's like the whole balance and all that stuff and like i said now like really because i still have goals on the powerlifting platform so now i'm really just trying to get my body right because i have all the training i have all the the all the stuff i need now i just gotta personally get my body ready and then put all on the platform man and show show everybody what's up (laughs) i love it andrew take us on out of here buddy that's fucking dope dude uh thank you everybody for checking out today's episode uh please make sure you guys like today's video uh comment something down below and anything uh you found interesting on today's conversation and uh yeah subscribe if you guys are not subscribed turn on all those bell notifications please follow the podcast at mb power project on instagram tiktok and twitter my instagram tiktok and twitter is at i am andrew z and sema where you at and sema and you on instagram and youtube go to discord we're at over 1400 members Go there so we can get top of your requests and all that kind of good stuff. Good community in there. And see my yin-yang on TikTok and Twitter. Kevin, where can people find you? 
um, Instagram, Pitbull underscore Torres, YouTube, Pitbull Torres. And uh, that's it. That's my two platforms I use the most. There we go. Mr. Pitbull, <laughs> you are very funny. I don't know if anybody's told you that before, but you are like... I'm just myself, dog. I just, I don't even think I'm a funny person. I just feel yeah, like... Yeah, no, it's not myself. like you're cracking jokes, but you're just funny. When you like, say certain, like, when you say certain things, it's so matter of fact that it's just like, you're like, that's just his game. But, it, it's, just like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's that, it's that, it's that SoCal swagger too. Though. Yeah. That's what it is. You know, and like my, my dad, my dad is in automotive also, mom's hairstylist. Yeah. So it's just like, when you were talking about like, you know, Mexican family and it's like, yeah, my parents were the same thing. Like when I told them about college, they were just like, oh, you want to go to college? Go for it. That's was how like, it was for me too. Yeah. Like, oh, you're not going to help? Nope. Like, fuck, all right. <laughs> I got to rethink this shit now, you know? So, yeah. but I, I get it. But what they're talking about is just like, yeah, it's just very matter of fact. So it's, it's, it is funny though. That's funny. <laughs> maybe uh, some stand up comedy in your future. Who knows? Hey, maybe. Joe Rogan, watch out. <laughs> I'm at Mark Smelly Bell. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you guys later. Bye. Peace. Oversized shirts. <laughs> oversized Small guys shirts. in oversized shirts. <laughs>